Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hi guys, we are a tale of sorting and Dreamcasts. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're doing Graceling by yep. Kristen Kishore. Yes. Did I just look at the book for that? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so our opening question is... If you were graced, what mm-hmm. color would your eyes be? And then what would your grace yeah, be? Yeah, what would your power be? <laughs> right. What, what's yours? Um, so I'm obviously one of them would be purple. Duh. But I think it'd be like a lavender. And mm-hmm. then the other one would be like a pale yellow. Mm-hmm. Not like a bright yellow, but like a pastel yellow. Yeah. Pastels. Yes. <laughs> Either like dark purple and pastel yellow or like lavender and pastel yeah. yellow. But I think mine, I'd probably want like a blue Ooh. Like a like a TARDIS blue, Ooh. and then a silver. Ooh, yes, that's <laughs> or like a grayish silver, so right. it's not white, huh. right? Ooh. Yeah. What about your grace? So we were kind of joking, but I honestly think that my grace would be like, if we're being like real about it, I think my grace would be being able to like nap or fall asleep <laughs> wherever I'm at because when we used to travel a lot on like mega bus which is like a bus that would literally just take us from LA to San Francisco instead of us having to drive or take a plane. And Bridget would always get pissed off at me because I'd knock out as soon as we hit the freeway, which is something like I've always been able to do like in a car. Like if I'm not, obviously if I'm not the one driving, if I'm Mm -hmm. in the passenger seat, the second we hit the freeway, I just like knock out. And everyone's always been like, I don't know how you can do that. Like, or, or one time we had to spend the night in a Greyhound station, I knocked out on the floor and my friend was like, how did you? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm just able to sleep. Yeah. If my body's like oversleeping, it d- it does not care where we're at. Mm-hmm. It d- just happens. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you. Yeah, so that's that'd definitely probably be my grace. Just the power to sleep like wherever a, the fuck I wanted. A basic superpower. <laughs> uh, mine, I said, you would think it's procrastination, like how both uh, Katza and Poe have like, we, oh, we think this is their grace, but this is actually their grace. Right. So mine would be procrastinating, but then my real grace would be. Like being able to do things quickly because I procrastinate. <laughs> Perform well under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> under pressure, I could just like get it done right. instantly. And, and like yeah. really well. Not just like get it done, but do it like extremely well to top it all off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably, <laughs> that'd probably be me. Right. <laughs> that just sounds like our whole college experience. Pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So I, I will be doing <laughs> the summary this time. So thank you. <sighs> prepared for super fast speech i'm, I'm so sorry. excited because i haven't read this in a few years right. like i remember generally everything so you're basically telling me a story oh i love it yeah so yeah this book came out in 2008 and that's when i read it in 2008 and just to age myself in 2008 both of us were sophomores in high school yeah so well i read it in college so <laughs> oh i read it like mm-hmm. i didn't realize i read it when it had come out i just remember um because it was right around uh like after twilight like the mm-hmm. books had already come out and then like the movies were kind of still happening and um my friend who we had read twilight together in high school she was like oh my god you have to read this book too mm-hmm. and it was graceling and i remember like blowing through it and just being yeah. like it's amazing <laughs> this and, book always has a resurgence like it came right. out in 2008 and i remember when booktube like became a thing when we were in college it had a huge like Everyone, everyone is reading it, it again yeah. and now everyone's reading it again now because they On just Book got Talk. recovered and yeah. the winter keep just came out so. yeah and i feel like book talk is now discovery because mm-hmm. i see people talking about it a little bit on there too so i'm just like oh i love it it's just a classic which is really funny because there's a bunch of things that happen in here 
And then I'm just like, oh, I feel like it trickled mm-hmm. into things that we read like or that came out later that I'm just like, oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I see this in this. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, no wonder I thought this book was amazing. And then mm-hmm. like why I find like the newer books amazing. It's really funny. I'll point those out when we get to them. Oh, Don't you worry. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm going to watch a movie. <laughs> I got my popcorn. No, I don't have my Starbucks. Wait, no, we both have Starbucks. It's really funny. Is it a pumpkin drink? It's a pumpkin cold brew. So is mine. Mine's just bigger because I started drinking it at 7 a.m. this morning. I embrace my bitterness, or my bitterness, my uh, basicness. My bitterness, too. But (laughs) when pumpkin stuff comes out, I'm like, yes, I'm here. Right. Same. It is like the one time that I always tell people, like, whenever I get coffee at work and they're like, is that a pumpkin drink? I'm like, am I a white girl? Like come on now the Mm -hmm. two and two go together i'm not gonna hide it (sighs) all right shall we begin yes all right part one lady killer so the story starts off with our leading lady katza sneaking through a castle taking out the guards one by one by putting them to sleep with a sleeping aid that was given to her we quickly find out that our dear katza is graced with killing with a flashback scene of her hitting her cousin so hard in the face (laughs) that he died (laughs) which i low-key love (laughs) by accident (laughs) by accident because he's being a creep after that her uncle king rando whom she lived with all of her life due to early deaths of both her parents trained her to be his dog or super spy muscle basically the one that does all of his dirty work Mm -hmm. and even though she can kill super easily katza is not a fan of the idea so if she can avoid the killing she will hence the sleeping aid uh so obviously we're gonna cast casta like right off the bat (laughs) so casta is Katza is sorry. <laughs> Katza is described as an 18 year old girl with one blue eye and one green eye, mm-hmm. a dark, choppy hair, and a thin build. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Do you want to go first? Ooh, yep. Okay. So, I casted Jessica Henwick. Ooh. She's in Love and Monsters and um, Iron Fist. Ooh. Yeah. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. So, there's a bit of a story to the person I picked. Okay. <laughs> Immediately, I thought of her. But then when I looked up her age, she's only 16, which I do feel um. a little weird about because there are some like more adulty moments mm-hmm. in this book. So if y'all can just do me a favor and don't make this movie until <laughs> she's 18, that'd be fantastic. But I chose Lola Flannery from The 100. <gasps> she plays Maddie. Oh, my gosh. She's yeah. so cute. Yeah. yeah. She's like... I just, like, her character in The 100 is very Katza-esque, you know, like, the scrappy oh, girl yeah. that's just, like, willing to 100%. do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And she already has, like, bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Or they're kind of gray. But I was just like, ah, yeah. she's perfect. <laughs> no, but, she, yeah. yeah. But she's only 16. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, don't make this movie for a couple of years and it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, my girl, or all of my people that I casted, they're in their 20s. Right. But. Uh. It's really funny. Three of my <laughs> characters are 22. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of them I knew right off the bat that I wanted, and then I was literally looking up like twenty-something-year-old actors, and I literally just typed in twenty-two-year-old actors, <laughs> and this whole list of all the actors that are twenty-two popped up, and two of them I was like, oh my god, perfect! So there's like three genius. <laughs> They're all twenty-two. <laughs> so sorry, but anyways. Yeah. Oh, and my girl, she she came to mind for me because everything I've seen her in, she's a really good fighter. She's also in Game of Thrones, like the um, the Sand Girls, like those three girls. Oh, you know, she's yeah. one of them. One of the With daughters, the, the whip yeah yeah she's the whip one. Oh, so she already could do fighting really well right and that's, well that's kind of yeah. how lola mm-hmm. popped into my head because in the hundred she's very especially um i don't know spoilers but there's mm-hmm. moments in that show where she has to be a little scrappy and like get dirty and like run around and chop things and i'm just like ah cats well, yeah to survive in the hundred yeah. exactly <laughs> right so yeah Katza continues to make her way through the castle when a male figure appears he seems to be graced with fighting and challenges Katza a bit which she's amazed at Katza notices that he is a Leonid, 
uh, which strikes her as odd because he isn't surround like sounding off alarms, mm-hmm. but he's also fighting her and not letting her go to complete her mission. Her mission, which is to rescue the Leaned Prince. So she's kind of like, is this guy like friend or foe? Friend or foe? <laughs> <laughs> and she's also just like, but he can fight me. And since she's graced with fighting mm-hmm. or like killing, she's very much like no one can she's fight me. She's never fought someone. Yeah, that so can, she's like, like awestruck <laughs> and worried all at the same time. But yeah. Out of nowhere, so she's having this, like, mental breakdown, like, what do I do about this guy? And out of nowhere, he moves to the side and lets her walk past him, and she accepts, but not without laying him out flat with a kick to the jaw and a sleeping mm-hmm. pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally just steps aside and is just like, I trust you. And she's like, hmm, what? <laughs> she's like, that's cool, but I don't trust you. So she's still like, wham, mm-hmm. and then gives him a sleeping pill, as just like all the other guards. So after rescuing the prince, which is kind of, it always threw me off that they called him a prince because he's an, he's a, yeah, he's old. He's very old. He's an old He kind of reminded me of the dad from Atlantis. That's how I oh, always yeah. pictured him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I pictured him. But yeah. So after getting the prince, she and the rest of the council return home. Uh, the council is a secret organization that runs through all the kingdoms of people that work behind the crowns in the darkness mm-hmm. to do top secret rescue missions. And Katza started the council after realizing that there are a bunch of helpless girls and other people out there that aren't graced with killing that need protecting, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. And she's only 18 and she like thought of this. It's like 18 year olds these days, like coming up with nonprofits. I'm just mm-hmm. like, how? How did you think of this? <laughs> she's an entrepreneur. Honestly. All right. Now that the prince has been rescued, Katza. Katza and the council hello <laughs> now try and find out who kidnapped the prince in the first place they're they, it makes no sense to everybody and they're kind of like why yeah so even though he was being kept in king mergen's dungeons it is obvious to them that that king was just being paid to keep him there and didn't do the initial kidnapping mm-hmm. so they're very much like like something confused yeah they're just on. like what is going on mm. so because the council's work is kept hush hush and katza and crew are technically supposed to be halfway across the country by now when they get back to King Randa's castle, who's her uncle, so basically she sneaks back home, which I always thought was really funny that mm-hmm. she snuck back into her house. And she sneaks the prince up to the side of the castle through her cousin Raffin's study chambers. And after carrying a man up a shit ton of stairs <laughs> and makes her way back to her men, Lord Ol and Lord Giddon, they quickly sneak back to the place that they were supposed to be <laughs> across the country <laughs> on their way to handle something for the king. So... Lord All is King Randa's captain of spies. He's also a primary member of Katza's group of the Secret Council. Mm-hmm. He's also the one that taught Katza how to handle her strength and so she wouldn't accidentally kill anyone ever again. <laughs> and he basically is the voice of reason for both Katza and Giddin. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, they're both super hot-headed and stubborn, so when they get into it, he's the one that's just like, all right, children, <laughs> enough. They always <laughs> Please need stop. Someone. Yeah. So... We're casting Ol. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? I did not cast it. Okay. <laughs> the only reason I added him uh-huh. to this is because during the audiobook, the voice is actually really cool. I've never had it to this extent, this way of an audiobook. Mm-hmm. It was literally like a play production. So they had someone narrate the whole thing but whenever it was a line that someone said mm-hmm. it was said by that voice actor and there was like music breaking yeah. down like after ending each chapter a certain tune would play and at the beginning of each chapter a certain tune would play mm-hmm. it was like this whole freaking production i've never i've never listened to an audiobook like that but i absolutely <laughs> loved it and the voice that they had for all just reminded me of this person so much <laughs> that i just started picturing him as all yeah and it's john cena <laughs> 
it's so much like him that i was just like oh my god this is john cena so yeah there's john cena for you oh my god (laughs) but it just it's really funny because i almost didn't cast him Mm -hmm. technically even though this is how i saw him in my head the entire time because it just makes no sense because he's supposed to be a like a spy Mm -hmm. master Mm -hmm. so you would expect him to be like like small build or like lanky Mm -hmm. like able to hide places can sneak john cena is not gonna be able to sneak anywhere (laughs) so it's just i threw him in here just because i this is how i saw all the entire time i was listening to it because it sounded just like him it's not him but it sounded just like him voice for me later yeah but it sounded just like him so i couldn't get out of my head so i had to drop that in there just for funsies funsies. (laughs) yeah john cena's in the graceling just so you guys know yeah so (laughs) i love it Thank you. Lord Giddon is a young lord that also does work with the council. Mm -hmm. He challenges Katza with every breath and is constantly by her side. He's definitely more of the muscle of the group than brains. More muscle than John Cena? Uh, I meant like in the group, right? Right, right. (laughs) Okay. So did you cast Giddon? Yes, I did. Okay. Who did you pick? I casted Fred. Oh, gosh. Hetchinger. He's in The Woman in the Window. Ooh. And oh, that's so funny. He looks yeah. just like the guy I casted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. He's like in his 20s and very tall. So that's how I imagine getting blondie. Right. Okay. I casted. His name is Peyton Mayer. And I know him from uh, Girl Meets World. He's one of the 22-year-old actors. Mm. I know him from Girl Meets World, but he was just in that movie, He's All That. So that's probably how the crowd these days will recognize oh, him. That. Yeah, I see yeah. that all over TikTok. The People like ripping movie. the TikTok. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I heard about it, I was like, they really did this? And then I kind of got excited. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and everyone shat upon it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But yeah, he's in that. So mm-hmm. that's probably how people would recognize him now. But I know him from Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. And he plays like a jock who's very much like tries to be like... Mr. Go Get Him yeah. and Mr. Like Happy Go Lucky. So it just it reminded me of Giddin mm-hmm. a lot. The trio traveled to a man's house that took more lumber than he originally paid the king for. So they are there to not only retrieve the money that is owed, but to make an example of the man. So like, you know, take a mm-hmm. limb or an arm. But when the time comes, Katza only hits the man with the back of the knife to knock him out. She doesn't see the need to take the finger or a hand of the man mm-hmm. when the trees would eventually grow back, but his mi- like his limbs would not. So she's like, yeah. what the fuck's yeah. the point? Like, <laughs> he got the money. There's no He's reason. He's not a starfish. This isn't going to Yeah, and she's how. just like, if we disable him, how is he going to work to like provide for his family? Yeah. And it's like, makes sense. How many people has she knocked out so far? <laughs> so far, I think it's around like 30. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only like chapter two. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But her grace is killing, you know. Right, right, right. Already. Or like fighting. Mm -hmm. Eh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they return to Randa's castle where her cousin Raffin runs to greet her through his, though his hair is normally on the lighter side, he greets her with blue hair. (laughs) That he says. I love him. Right. He's so cute. That he says was a side effect of, it was a remedy for headaches. (laughs) And it's so cute because they have like this whole moment where he's like, I thought I was having headaches. So then I took this, but then it turned my hair blue. He's like, so I don't really know. And Katz is like, well, did he get rid of the headache? He's like, I'm not entirely sure because I wasn't entirely sure if I had a headache in the first place. Oh, my God. He's like, so I don't know if it actually worked. And I was like, oh, he my is God. like a chaotic mess. Yes. Just chaos in human form, I but happens to be a prince. Him. Like, this right. guy should not be a prince. <laughs> right. It's just, it's so funny. Uh, <sighs> I love it. It's the most unprincely character I've ever met. But yeah. I love him. <laughs> prince Raffin is three years Katz's senior and her closest friend. Although he's next in line for the throne, he can normally be found in his study room where he's constantly making up remedies and tonics for sicknesses and such. 
So yes, did you cast yes, Raffin? I did. Who did you choose? I casted. Well, I had um two people. So okay. my first one, uh, Ross Lynch. She's in the Chilling oh Adventures God. of Sabrina. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. And it, just imagine him with blue hair, right. like a hot mess. You know? He's also in Austin and Alley, just so. Oh, yeah. That's how I remember him. Because <laughs> I never watched He Sabrina. was on like Disney Channel, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Or my other one was uh, Taryn Egerton. Because he has to be a little bit older. Yeah. So he's a little bit older than who I casted and has to be a blondie. Right. But I think the other guy is a bit more, seems more chaotic than Taryn. Yes. Although Taryn is a very like outgoing actor himself. Right. But I think the other guy would be better. Ross oh, Lynch. Ross would be perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I chose Corey Fogelmanis. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> it's a name. Is he British? That sounds like a no, British last name. I don't name. know if he is or not. But um, he is also in oh. Girl Meets World, so he was also on the list of 22-year-old actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love him, and he plays a very chaotic person in Girl Meets World. He plays um, a character that's just, like, super smart, so he talks, like, extremely fast and is always going from point A to point B to point C to point D, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, we're still on point A, kid. Like, hold up. And I think he'd be perfect for Raffin. Mm. So he, he's adorable. So, yes. So as Raffin and Katza talk about the Leonid Prince and how he hasn't woken up, so there is no new news on who kidnapped him or why. Katza asks if there were any news on the Leonid graced with fighting. Raffin tells her that the shadowy figure that she saw is actually at the castle now looking for his kidnapped grandfather. <laughs> Raffin <laughs> explains that he is a Leonid Prince himself, the seventh son of King Roar, who is the current king, and his name is Prince Greening Grandamillion. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? And Raffin assures Katza that he hasn't mentioned anything to him about them having his grandfather. He's like, I was waiting for you mm-hmm. to like break the news that like, hey, buddy, we have him. Um, but at this point, Katza's like freaking out because she's like, how on earth did he end yeah. up here? Like, What's funny, though, Poe already knows that he's in the yeah. right place, but he's just casually like, does anybody know where my lost grandfather is? Like, <laughs> Right. Well, he he's did mention he was like, he's like, I didn't know for sure if mm-hmm. you had my grandfather he's like but i knew you were there for a leanid mm-hmm. for like another leanid that wasn't me he's yeah. like i just wasn't sure who that leanid was but it's yeah. like come on poe who who do you think <laughs> it's ridiculous. there's not a lot of leanids and exactly that's like not in leanid mm-hmm. so but yes uh making her way back to her room she sees this said prince and they have a bit of a stare off which i think is adorable <laughs> Biz. I wonder who the opposite ship of <laughs> right? this OTP is. She's literally like, out of the corner of my eye, something catches like my attention, and it's him. <laughs> and he's standing there with his collar unbuttoned. I was like, Katza. It's so adorable. But yeah. So after she goes back up to her room, and after bathing, her handmaid, Helda, comes in to help her get dressed to do her hair. And Helda is an older woman that came to Katza, asking questions about her grace, and asking if she had any ladies' maids. And when Katza said no, because they all quit... <laughs> she basically told Katza that she was going to be hers from now on. And Helda was a firm believer that Katza needed some womanly influence in her life. Mm-hmm. And boy, does she. Mm-hmm. Thank the world for Helda. Yeah. So, yeah. Who did you cast? I casted Catherine Parkinson. She's Ooh. from the IT crowd. And, oh my gosh, this title. The Gurney Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society on Netflix. I She's one of the, the book club people. Oh. Um I love yeah. that movie she's so also much. in Sherlock. Oh. She was that like reporter with the pigtails that's you kind of hate her. Oh. Yeah. oh, how funny. But I would like her to have like a Scottish or an Irish accent. Right? Yeah. I chose Emma Thompson. 
Yasama. Because <laughs> I was just like, um, I just imagine like this older woman that's mm-hmm. very much like, there's no negotiating with me. What I say goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Emma Thompson. Like, I, have I thought of Nanny you. McPhee. So, yes. Right? Oh, Nanny McPhee. Honestly, I was just like, she's basically her Nanny McPhee. So I love it. All right. <clears throat> And I love this so much. Katzen held up Baker about what color dress she should wear before she makes it to dinner. It's so cute. Um, during the dinner, Katza is seated between both Giddin and a lord. It's Lord David, but meh, he's kind of a super side character. Mm-hmm. But that she a lot assumes, of lords in this. Right. She assumes that this Lord David is supposed to be a suitor for marriage, and he seems harmless, and even though the leaned prince is being such a distraction at the dinner table, yep. everything seems to be going okay. That is, until her uncle starts being too much and the sound of his voice is very off-putting, and it sends Kessa off the edge, causing her to, like, stand up abruptly mm-hmm. and just being like, goodbye, and, like, <laughs> running away. She just, it becomes too much, like, his laughter becomes too much, and he's like, I forget exactly what he's talking about, but she's just like, I can't deal with this shit mm-hmm. right now, and she leaves. So, she ends up, first she runs to a fountain, has a moment in the fountain, then she runs to the archery range where the leaned prince challenges her to a fist fight in order to gain information (laughs) on his grandfather. (laughs) So Katza has him in a hold and tells him to surrender. The prince says that the only way that he'll do this is if she just please, like, begs to tell him what happened to his grandfather. Something in his voice hits Katza, and she finally lets him up and tells him to follow her, and she'll take him to his grandfather. He thanks her and lets her know that his name is Poe. Or that's what like, everyone calls him. <laughs> Which I don't blame him if you're given a name like that. Jesus. Greening. <laughs> Greening Grandamillion. A lot of the names in here are a little weird. A little? I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like interesting. Tea, tea leaf. Or right. tea leaf. Tea leaf. Greening, bitter blue. Like, right. They're I, very I know interesting. they're supposed to be fantasy based, but they're a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So Poe is said to have black hair, dark skin, and wears an assortment of jewelry such as rings and earrings. He is initially believed to be graced with hand fighting and has one gold eye and mm-hmm. one silver eye. When I say that Poe started my like fascination with guys with pierced ears, but not just like that basic boy, like diamond ear, you know, but like little hoops. Right? Yes, Poe. Right? So reading it back in college, I <gasps> pictured Ben Barnes. Oh my But I'm not God. casting Ben Barnes. I'm... I'm as much as I love him, I'm not casting Ben Barnes. <laughs> Probably because Prince Caspian. Yeah, no, straight up that was, and he had like long right. hair and just Ben Barnes just consumes me at all times. Honestly, so, Ben Barnes could play anybody and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> in this year, 2021, I am casting Henry Zaga. Oh, He's in New Mutants and Trinkets. And trinkets. Yeah. I love him. And just imagine him with like right. the gold earrings, Oof. gold rings, with the eyes. He has a long hair. Right. Yes. Excellent. That's who I casted. Who'd you cast? I casted uh, Karan Barar from, he was, he's a Disney Channel star when he was a baby. Um, He, he was in Jesse and oh. I was watching a whole bunch of like newer interviews mm-hmm. and he's been waiting to do like something more like, like break out of like the Disney like kid mm-hmm. sitcom thing. And I think he'd be really, really good for mm-hmm. this. So <laughs> yes. And because like jewelry means so much to them and it's mentioned a lot of times that like you could tell Alinid from like anybody like they have really distinct fe- like features mm-hmm. with like the black hair and the dark skin i always imagined that they were supposed to look like middle eastern mm-hmm. or like indian yeah so everyone that's Alinid is like indian yeah from for how i cast it so yeah, yeah. i chose karan my guy is brazilian Ooh, perfect a spaniard <laughs> a spaniard <laughs> do you would they have an accent you want them to keep their accents right i would think yeah I want, mm-hmm. right 
I think it makes, makes sense. it more fun. If yeah. everyone, I think it's kind of weird when you're in like a medieval and everyone or made just up like world. Speaks English. Everyone has a British accent. They right. always just make everyone have a British accent. Right. But it's like if it's all this combination of cultures, they should keep their. That's true. I, I mean, think I think The Witcher fun. does that pretty well because. Oh yeah, The Witcher is like god tier. So <laughs> honestly, who are we kidding? But yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So after Katza takes Poe to see his grandfather, they sneak into one of the five rooms. Katza has five rooms. I was just like. Hmm little life and i love how one of them was supposed to be the room that she like crochets in and she's like i never use it so it's now where it's i keep all my knives the, cro- <laughs> the crochet room knife room. it's it's literally supposed to be like her work room mm-hmm. but when you picture work back then for a woman it's like crocheting or um like embroidery needlepoint yeah needlepoint and she's just like eh, i never did that shit so now it's just where i keep all my knives and my swords and the bow it. and arrows i love her right so, so now much. it's just cats's work room i love it so much but yes she takes them to one of the five rooms is where they have like their super secret council meetings um so it's Gideon, all her their friend uh the new lord david and poe because this meeting is obviously about um poe's grandpa mm-hmm. so even though the new lord doesn't have any information on who did kidnap poe's grandpa he can tell them who didn't kidnap him mm-hmm. he's literally there he's like i live in between like these two kings and from what i've gathered like those two kings have nothing they, like, they have no idea what's even going on they have like they're, it's obvious that they're not part of it so he's just able to like take off certain kings that aren't involved which just makes them a little bit more confused because they're like okay well if those co- like two kings didn't do it and these two kings didn't do it who the fuck did it so it just it kind of makes them more confused which i thought it was funny but the council and poe both agree to keep the rescue of his grandpa a secret until they get more info on the situation to keep the ruse of poe searching for his grandpa alive for the rest of the world to believe katza agrees to train with him so it doesn't seem that all of a sudden he stopped looking for his grandpa mm-hmm. Because everyone was like, well, wouldn't they think it's kind of sus that you just stopped randomly in this city? He's like, well, not really, because I've been to the other ones. He's like, and if Katza agrees to train with me, like, that will obviously, like, the word of that, the gossip of that will, like, travel. Yeah. So he's like, people will understand, like, why I stayed to, tra- like, mm-hmm. why a really good hand fighter from Lenin would stay to train with, like, an amazing hand yeah. fighter They're from the They're the only two that, like, could go up against each other. So yeah. it makes sense. So, to yeah, everyone's people. like, ah, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The two spend the next couple of days fighting and talking, mainly Katza asking a thousand questions about his home and his brothers and his castle. And like, it's super adorable because he's like trying to eat. And she's like, but what about this? What about this? What about that? And he's like, Katza, like, I'm exhausted. I am hungry. And she's like, wow, for a fighter, you're pretty weak. And he's like, oh okay, God. okay, okay. <laughs> like, it's adorable. But yeah. The banter. Right? It's all about the banter. <laughs> then they've got like some quality banter mm-hmm. in this one. But yeah. He tells her how he got his nickname from a certain tree in his home country. He tells her about his castle and how beautiful it is and how one day he even tells her how Gideon is madly in love with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, randomly, he's just like, so what will you do when Gideon proposes? And she's like, that's funny. What makes you think that? And he's just like, uh, uh, you don't, you don't realize it? She's like, realize what? <laughs> and I love her so much for this. Everyone knows but her. Literally everyone. It's like Katza, the guy who's only been here for a week can tell. It's but- such a trait of her, though. She doesn't realize other people's emotions mm-hmm. or or even her own, really. Honestly, she's very, like, cut off from all of that. But it's probably, like, how she grew up. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, Katza is extremely confused and doesn't understand why he thinks Gidden has feelings for her <laughs> at all. And he thinks Poe is crazy for thinking that. So, but because of this, she gets so confused that she runs to Raph and she's like, are you alone? And he's like, well, it's just Ban. And she's like, okay do you think Gideon is in love with me? And they both laugh because they're like, well, yeah, like, didn't you realize that? And she's like, 
no <laughs> and he's like oh my dear katza and she's like well what do i do and he's like well you just tell him no and you explain why you can't marry him he's like it's fine he's like and then you guys will move on from that and i love it so much because she's so flustered that she like didn't see this coming that she turns around and looks at raffin and goes mm. you're not in love with me are you and he just looks at her and starts like busting up it's laughing like we're cousins <laughs> yeah. well no because he didn't actually talk about like marrying each other just because of like how izzy would yeah. be but then they thought about like the logistics of it and they're mm. like <clears throat> no royalty Bleh. right but it was really funny uh, i thought it was hilarious <laughs> so they have another council meeting which she strategically sits someone in between her and Gidden because Gidden usually sits next to her at, like mm-hmm. everything so she's just like hey Ben sit next to me and it's so <laughs> cute but yeah they have another council don't meeting don't even look at me Gidden <laughs> honestly where everyone goes in circles trying to figure out which king had the motive to kidnap Poe's grandpa even though every king and none of them have shown any sus activity to make them believe that they are guilty so they're still like running in circles about like which king it could be the next day randa comes in king randa comes into the practice room and makes mm-hmm. shitty comments to katza because he's just like oh it's so nice to see you struggling against someone katza like don't you think our lady killer is amazing and the, like just the sound of his voice kind of sets katza off and she's just like mm. and he tells her like oh come see me after because i have a new job for you and it really like sets her off and she tries to fight Poe after, and he refuses, saying that he will never fight her when she's pissed. And I put, smart boy. Because he's like, no. And she even tells him, like, what, are you scared of me? He's like, anyone should be scared of you in general, but of course I'm scared of you when you're mad. Like, are you kidding me? It's like, like you shattered your cousin's nose into his face by accident. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't, of course I'd be scared of you when you're mad. But yeah, later at lunch, they get to talking about her uncle, and Poe tells her that she has the power to refuse him, and she laughs, thinking that Poe must be a fool to think that she has any power or, like, say to say no to a king, mm-hmm. and she gets so pissed that she punches him in the face, <laughs> and she freaks out when she notices that he had no intentions to fight her back. She gets ashamed of herself and promises Poe that it'll never happen again. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know you saw that coming. Like, how did you? And he's like, I told you I'm not going to fight you, so if you're going to punch me in the face, Ugh. you're going to punch me in the face. And she's oh. just like, oh my god. <laughs> It's like, it's adorable, but like so sad at the same time because she's just like, like, I'm not used to this. Poe does so many things. I'm just like, ugh, like, ow, my heart. Oh, I mentioned a whole bunch (laughs) of them. Oh, no. So, yeah. Um, The mission that Randa sends Katza, Ol, and Get It On is a little messed up. They are to go to this man's house and take one of his daughters to go off and marry some random lord that Randa promised a wife to as long as Randa gets the dowry. I was like, how fucked up do you have to be? But yeah, they spend the night at Giddens Estate, which is like huge because he's a lord, yada yada. <laughs> Since it's all everyone's home. a fucking lord or a prince, or <laughs> right? A, a cousin of a prince, kind of well off. Like they're they're set for life in this book. No one's struggling. The story is not about any peasants at all. No, nope, not at all. But yeah. They stay at his estate since it's on the way of where they have to go. So it's kind of like a pit stop and they, they're they going to spend the night there and then go over. Uh, so during dinner, Ol and Gideon come to terms with how messed up this mission is. And Ol even makes a comment about how the council would literally send someone to protect these girls from them. He's mm-hmm. like, that's how like messed up this is. That if we were hearing about this story, we would send one of us to go protect them. The next day when they show up to the man's house... Katza decides that she's not going through with his plan and makes a deal with the man about how everyone must think that this was her idea and hers alone. So, like, all in Gidden, as much as they want to stand by her side, um, they have to make it seem like they were like, no, Katza, mm-hmm. we have to do it. And Katza was like, absolutely not. Yeah. So that Randa can't punish them because he can't really punish Katza because 
she's Katza. Mm-hmm. When they return to Giddens' estate, because oh, of the mess she's made for herself, Giddens offers to marry her in order to try to keep her oh, safe convenient. from Randa. <laughs> right? Keep her yeah. safe from Randa, or at least make him lenient about her punishment. And she obviously says no. And I, it's it's so, so like ewy like mm-hmm. the way he does it because she she tries to be like you don't want me as a wife dude like you really don't and she's like i don't even want kids and he's like that'll change oh my god he literally says like that'll change don't. like it's it's a womanly <laughs> thing like when you get over like when you get older like mm-hmm. as a woman you're just gonna want kids and i was like bubby boy <laughs> which is such a topic now yeah, right which i thought was crazy because uh, like i said this book came out in 2008 yeah. and i was like oh like you don't shit. tell a woman what she will or will not want to do with her body exactly like if her. she's dead set on not having kids Red she's flag. not gonna have kids right <laughs> i was like well if you weren't gonna marry him before you're definitely not gonna do it now mm-hmm. and it's funny because even cats thinks it's very weird she's like what do you mean one day i'm just gonna wake up and want kids cats is like i don't think so and Kenan's like, it'll be fine. It's like, oh. It's like, I think you want a housewife, sir. Oh, he literally. And Katza is not. He wants like a trophy a wife for sure. Ugh. Like a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like Giddens should have been born in the 1950s. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm never going to intend to marry, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, that Lenit is sticking like romantic ideas. It's the Lenit, isn't it? Like you have feelings for him. And she's like, no, dude, we're just friends. And he says, Giddon mentions, like, a man who fights you as he does is no better than an opportunist and no worse than a thug. Ugh. And this catches Katza off guard because it's word for word what Poe said to her the other day mm-hmm. about what Giddon thinks about Poe. Mm-hmm. And so this moment is when she realizes that Poe has been lying to her about what his grace actually mm-hmm. is, and she's furious. <laughs> so she, like, storms back home, yeah. storms into Raffin's room looking for Poe. She's like, where is he? And Poe's like, this motherfucker. <laughs> she literally walks in screaming where like where is he and Poe's like wait let me just and she's like I can't fucking believe and just like rips into him and before he can get a word in she starts yelling at him for being a mind reader mm-hmm. and I love this part because it happens and Raffin's like oh my god and like gets up and shuts the door <laughs> behind her like Pat's like keep your goddamn no like your mouth shut it's so adorable but he gets up and shuts the door behind her and Poe tries to explain to her that his grace is a little bit more like the night vision or the eyes in the back of his head that she's claimed that he has mm-hmm. or like she's accused him of having and he only can sense people like he can only sense like people and like a body near him and the only time he can clearly hear thoughts is when the thoughts are about him yeah um which i added i was like that's a little conceited there grace don't you think <laughs> like i only can read thoughts when they're about me mm-hmm. i just thought it's it was not really worthy funny. if it's not about me. right like i don't care about your thoughts unless it's about me uh, i thought it was so cute because poe is not conceited in any way shape or form no. but yeah <laughs> Katza uh, like barely listens to him because the betrayal that she feels is too much and she calls him a bunch of names and then storms off like he it's tries like- to reason with her and she just looks at him and goes you lied to me and like turns around and storms off and it's just like it's it's not his fault that that's his grace it's really not. and that's like not a grace you would want to tell people right obviously i mean he's he tells her he's like imagine what growing up would have been like he's like i can't make friends if people mm-hmm. know that he's like no one would trust me mm-hmm. and he's like i had to keep it a secret because people would either use me as a weapon or not trust me and he's like and what kind of life is that he's like i'm not gonna have that and she's just like you lied to me <laughs> it's like we barely we barely know each other why would i tell you my right. deepest secret <laughs> Well, I think it's just, I think for her, mm-hmm. like, it hits her so hard because she finally met someone that's kind of like her yeah. because I think he's the only other graced person that she's ever, like, really sat down and talked to and really, like, formed a relationship with. So mm-hmm. she finally is like, I have someone that, like, gets me on a level that nobody else does. And then she finds out that it's kind of been a lie mm-hmm. because he can tell, like, what she's thinking or what she's feeling. 
And so she's just like, I can, yeah. I can imagine, like, I understand the betrayal that she has because she's just like, everything I thought has just been like mm-hmm. ripped under from underneath me. And now it's just like completely different. Even though Poe, like, it makes sense. You can I see both her, sides. I get her because I would probably, me, I would react exactly the exactly, same way. Like, right? I, I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. I would be like, wait a minute. So you've just been like in my head whenever the fuck you wanted to be. And I would definitely find that to be like unnerving. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So, yeah, it's really funny because uh, audiobook reviews, someone said that she's really whiny. And it always makes me laugh when someone mentions that someone who's supposed to be a teenager mm-hmm. is really whiny. Because I'm just like, have you met a teen? They're all whiny. And it's always that description is always used for women or girls. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't like that she's so whiny. And I'm like, she's an 18 year old girl that's going through <laughs> hormones. Of course, she's going to be uh, whiny. Like, no one ever calls Kylo Ren whiny. Oh, they do. But they but... call Daisy or Daisy. Oh, right. But they call, like, Ray whiny. And Mary Sue. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really weird. But... Issues with the ladies, as always. <laughs> I know. But I just thought it was really funny because mm-hmm. it, it always makes me laugh when people do that. They're like, oh, she's, like, so whiny. And I'm like, she's a teenager. <laughs> Name a teenager who's not whiny. <laughs> literally, that's the whole part their personality as a teenager is to They're be whiny little yeah. fucks so mm. it's like eh. anyways back to the story back in her room helda puts together that katza is having a bit of boy trouble <laughs> and that randall will also be mad at her <laughs> and i love her logic because she's like oh obviously it's a red dress sort of night oh she's like oh you're having boy trouble and randa's mad at you ah, we're pulling out the red dress i was like oh helda i love you it's a red dress or a little black dress right Raffin comes in to talk to her a bit about Gideon, Randa, and Poe, because she's having issues with all of them, and tries to get her to understand Poe a little bit better. After telling her that he has some ideas about who kidnapped... At this point, I was so tired of typing out grandfather, so I put Papa Leonid, (laughs) and also drops the news that Poe is leaving in the morning, and Raffin tells her that he will send Poe in to come talk to her about it himself, because Mm -hmm. she's asking a bunch of questions, and he's like, why don't you just let him explain it? And she's like whatever (laughs) so yeah poe comes into her room and he hovers and it slowly makes his way into the room and the two bicker back and forth a bit with poe explaining to katza why his mother and grandpa told him that he couldn't tell anyone and that deep down he's always wanted katza to know the whole time that's why he kind of like lets a few things slip and she is stubborn butthead and shoots down (laughs) all of this with calling him a liar so poe continues to talk to her and she begins to calm down and starts asking questions about his grace and i put I love this part because he's basically spoon feeding her his feelings mm-hmm. and it clearly goes over her head the yep. entire time because he literally talks about how um, he like has a range of where he can like hear people's thoughts about him and he verbatim says, my range for you is broader than most. And I'm just like, Katza, Katza. <laughs> and then after, because um, he asks, he's like, because she's staring out the window because she's brooding and doesn't want to talk to him. And he's like, can you turn around so I can see you? And she's like, what? Does your grace work better if I'm looking at you? He's like, no, I just like to see you. That's all. Uh, spoon feeding. He is spoon feeding her his feelings. And she's just like, you're a liar. <laughs> but I love it so much. Like, this is one. It reminded me so much of Red, White, and Royal Blue. Because oh, yeah. that's the book that I found out that I absolutely love this trope, which is funny because I think this book started it mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. like, character a is madly in love yeah. with character b and character b just doesn't get <laughs> What's it going at on? all <laughs> yeah. or they're just very sus of character a 
like the entire yeah. time and i love it i love it <laughs> and i think poe started that like they're just angry character b's angry at, at character, character a. a all the time and then and it's character like a is no just, you you love them That's yeah what it is. character a is just like pining for <laughs> them effortlessly and character b is just like i don't understand that sussy sussy activity over there <laughs> it's so cute but yeah just when things start to get adorable, a steward walks in saying that King Rando wants to see her now, and if she doesn't come, he'll send the whole guard, which makes her laugh. She's like, oh, the whole guard? You don't think I can take your whole guard? It's hilarious. But she tells Poe that she's worried. <laughs> she starts walking around the room, and she's like, should I take a knife, or should I not take a knife? Do you think I should take a knife? I think I should take a knife. And Poe's like, what are you going to do with the knife? She's like, I don't know, but at least I'll have a knife. He's like, maybe we don't kill a king. Maybe we just don't do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do Like when I see him. He's like, well, just think about what you're not going to do. Like, yeah. kill him, and then we'll just go from there. He's like, but you'll figure it out. But he just kind of reminds her to just, like, he talks her through her feelings. Calm down. <laughs> right? That she has the power to do anything that Randa doesn't have any real control over mm-hmm. her. So another spoonful of feedings with him saying that even if he knew that Katza wanted to kill him, he wouldn't stay away from her. Oh, my God. Right? Because he was, like, he talks about wanting to kill someone. And she's like, yeah, but you, like, you would know. Like, you wouldn't come near me if, like, mm-hmm. you knew I wanted to kill you. He's like, oh, I don't think I'd stay away. She's like, yeah, you would, because oh you would sense that I'd want to kill you, like, from your grace. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think I'd stay away. And I'm like... He's like, I welcome this death. <laughs> At this point, he's, like, shoveling her, mm-hmm. his feelings for her. And she's just like, no, but your grace, Poe, you would definitely know that I'm trying to kill you. And he's like, just you're not like, getting the point. He's like, you're lucky. You're pretty. <laughs> it's adorable. She goes to Randa and she notices that he has set up a room full of a bunch of archers mm-hmm. already locked and aiming at her and a bunch of footmen... Um, with hands at the ready and should she decide to make a move which i loved this because she's just like oh randa she's like you can tell he's a king that kind of stays out of everyone's business because he set up the room all wrong she's like there's not enough archers and she's like and there's too many footmen she's like that they're broad and clumsy Mm -hmm. so she's like not only a will their big ass bodies block the arrows from hitting me She's like, but I can easily remove, like, maneuver around them mm. to still do whatever the fuck she wants. And I just, I love that in her head, she's just like, <laughs> silly man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Randa sits at his throne, mean mugging, looking in his blue eyes the entire time. This is when I decided that we're going to cast Randa because it's like the first time we actually, like, meet him. So Randa said to keep himself out of the business of other kingdoms and it kind of keeps his head low, but instead rules his lands with Katza as his fists. He doesn't care too much for his son. He seems him... To me, it kind of seems like he sees him as, like, a distant appointment, kind of, because all he ever wants to do is make medicine. Like, he even, someone mentions that, like, Randa sees him as, like, oh, my son, the medicine maker, mm-hmm. not, like, my son, the prince. He has said to have bright blue eyes and light hair like Raffins. Mm-hmm. Right. So my guy's a brunette with brown eyes, but you know. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it was so hard for mm-hmm. me to find descriptions about them. I literally only got it when I was digging through the book to make the summary yeah. again. Because so. they mention it like once and it's yeah, not Yeah, and she's very vague about describing people yeah. in general. So I casted Hamish Linklater. Mm. He's in, I know him from Legion. I love him. Yeah, and he's yeah. in Tell Me Your Secrets. He's, he's also, also in a in... baseball movie. Yeah. I think he's in 48. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, in Legion, he plays... 48. 42. Kind sorry. of the... Sorry. Jackie Robinson. Oh, 48. 48. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Okay. 42. But yeah, he plays um, in Legion. He's like kind of kind of a bad guy. And then half his face gets burned. So Ooh. he's kind of... He just gave me the Mad King kind of vibes. Yeah, so. Mad King. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. So I chose Jared Harrison who literally plays a bad guy in, like, everything that he does. Oh, my gosh, yes. Right? (laughs) Uh, I love him. 
He is in Carnival Row. He's in Pompeii. He's in Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock. He plays Moriarty. Mm -hmm. He's in a lot of things where he plays like the bad guy. So (laughs) I was like, oh, perfection. It's actually funny because he popped in my head because I was on IMBD and a commercial for his new show popped up and he was like talking. Pretty sure he plays the bad guy in that one too. And I was like, oh. Oh my god, he'd be perfect. Yeah, is he a carnival or in Carnival Row? Is he a bad guy? Mm-hmm. He's um oh kind of. Oh wait, okay, yeah, no, I remember who he is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was like, it's kind of very spoilery okay. for what I'm about to say, so I won't say it. <laughs> Go watch Carnival Row; it's amazing. Yeah, Randa tries to threaten Casta with Casta. My God, Katza with <laughs> dungeons or death. She basically Sherlock's her way into telling him what would happen, like every step she would make if his men even tried to come mm-hmm. at her ending with a knife in his chest and randa sits in silence clearly in fear of his niece uh-huh. she's just like here's what would happen step by step and it literally reminded me of like robert denny jr sherlock yeah. when he like <laughs> talks about like the whole fighting scene like everything that he would do and then it plays like in fast time and then it's exactly what happens mm-hmm. she basically does that she's like i do this this grab that knife in your chest you'd be dead and he's like oh just kidding <laughs> that'd be cool if if they did a movie or a tv show if they actually played it out like Breaking Dawn? Yeah, and then they reversed it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That'd be really cool. Ah, that'd be awesome. Or if they, like, they did the whole thing mm-hmm. and then, like, cut back and it's her just standing there still before anything happened and she's like, so that's what would happen. And he's like, you know what? Or the director of the Sherlock Holmes would actually be really good for this one. Right. Because you know how the fighting is done? Ooh. Where it? it speeds up and then it kind of, but not, like, super 300-y. Right. Like, I love, the Oof. reason I love Sherlock is because of... Or the the movie Sherlock Holmes is because of the fighting style right. in it. So that'd be cool to use that director. Right? Ooh. Ooh. So yeah. And she tells him before leaving the room, he shouldn't come after her if he knows what's good for him. And she basically just walks out. She's like, peace, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm not your like dog anymore. I'm not your fist. Like, I'm done. Y'all got nothing on me. Exactly. And he's, <laughs> I just love how he doesn't even say anything. He doesn't call to her. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, she kind of scary mm-hmm. and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Grown man. To his own niece. But yeah. So this is when part two, the Twisted King happens. So, oh, because Poe asked like, hey, you should come with me. And she's just like, that's funny. But after she sends up to Randa, she's like, let's go. So Poe and Katza set off for the kingdom of Monsi to get answers from Poe's aunt Ashen and see if Lek is responsible. So mm-hmm. Ashen is the queen of Monsi. Lek is the king. And they've been told that Ashen's like acting really weird or to Poe, it's weird to... um. Katza, it just seems like regular because she's basically what the world thinks is happening is she's so stricken with grief that her grandfather was kidnapped that she's locked herself and her child in her room mm-hmm. and isn't letting anyone come see him. And Katza is just like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like weird, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like very over the top or kind of mm-hmm. dramatic. And Poe's just like, that's not like my aunt at all. And it kind of starts the whole like wheel spinning of how this could be Lex, like whole thing, like Lex behind everything, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Because it's even Poe that in the meetings with the council is like, or it could be like King Lek and everyone immediately is like, no, that guy's like so nice. Oh yeah, everyone Like there's him. no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really liked how she added that, that it's actually Poe who says like maybe it could be this king and mm-hmm. how everyone else didn't even think about him because they think such good things about him. Yeah. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> foreshadow. 
So on the way, Poe talks to Katza about becoming okay with him and asks how he can help with her with this. <laughs> they come to an agreement that since Poe can always tell what Katza is thinking about him, that he should tell her when and what he's feeling about her when he feels it. And though hesitant at first, Poe proceeds to word vomit all of his emotions to Katza and then mentions to her that she should that she shouldn't oh my god she shouldn't be embarrassed about getting struck by his eyes for hers do the same to him because she like looks at him and she kind of gets like entranced or whatever Mm -hmm. like starstruck and she's like oh god i gotta quit doing that like that's so stupid and it even says like his voice is really low when he tells her this and he's like you shouldn't be ashamed of that because yours do the same thing to me and i was like like yeah shoveling he would make me blush like so many times just reading it i'm like oh my god this guy (laughs) like reading rereading this i was like the world needs more men like poe like where all the poe's at like my god poe dameron edgar Allan poe what a man so the next couple of days on the road is just them like figuring each other out and bickering and flirting with each other it's super cute uh, Poe tells Katza that she is better at a lot of things and oh my god I love this part too I'm just gonna like fangirl over Poe for like half an hour sorry Valid. it's okay but Poe tells Katza that she is better at a lot of things that he is and it doesn't bother him or humiliate him mm-hmm. where are the men like Poe thank you very much like he literally because she goes and hunts for him and when she comes back it's already skinned like she already skinned the rabbit mm-hmm. and he's just like I have a great feeling that, like, I'm not going to have a lot of responsibilities while we're traveling. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to tend to the fire and dry your socks and scream if there's anything that's going to scare me? And he looks at her and goes, is this how you treat Giddin? I'm sure he loves it. Like, they're just bickering with each other. (laughs) And she, like, she tries to bait him. And he's just like, Katza, I know you're better than me and it doesn't humiliate me at all. He's like, I don't really care. He's like, you can be better at me than everything. And he's like, and it doesn't bother me. And I'm just like, eh, golden, so golden boy. Literally golden boy. That one eye. But yeah, <laughs> my favorite part. While they're riding on horses, Katza just keeps thinking about like his grace, right? Because she's still trying to figure out like how to be okay with it. And she screams Poe's name in her mind to see if it would get his attention. Mm-hmm. And it nearly gives him a heart attack. <laughs> he's just like, what on earth are you thinking? And she's like, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to like just see, to see if I could do it. And he's like you never start small with anything do you he's nope. just like if i tell you the roof is leaking are you gonna fix my house by knocking the foundation down like it's really Probably. funny <laughs> and i'm like knowing katza she would poe but yes it's super cute but then um they fight one night and poe ends up in the pond and they proceed to eat dinner or he proceeds to eat dinner shirtless because he's wet mm-hmm. and when he's eating shirtless he nearly gives Kat- like katza a heart attack so yep. it's, it's great they're both they're both scaring the shit it's out of each other out. <laughs> it's hilarious because he takes her <laughs> He takes his shirt off and she sees him and she's like, think of something else. Think of something else. And like, don't think about forces <laughs> herself to think of like, just like make her mind completely blank. And then it's so funny because he sits down and she's like, oh man, I hope you're hungry. There's a lot of goose. And he's just like, oh, I'm ravenous. And she's like to herself, she's like, oh, okay. He's just going to eat shirtless like this. This is happening. Like, this is fine. <laughs> right. She's like, what the fuck? I'm po? not based at all. <laughs> right. It's so cute. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Right. And it's Little like, shit. Poe. <laughs> That's so cute. This is payback for scaring me on the horse. <laughs> exactly. He's like, bitch. But yeah. Mm-hmm. One night when she can't sleep, Poe tells her the awkward story of King Lek. How he wasn't the son of the former king and queen of Monsi, but how he was just this one-eyed boy that showed up one day at the kingdom and no one questioned it. And the king and queen fell in love with him and just adopted him and named him the heir. Mm-hmm. And soon after they did that, they just randomly died. 
And the officials, like the officials that helped the king and queen lead, just randomly killed themselves not long after, and no one questioned a thing. He's like, isn't that weird? Like, Poe looks at Katza like, isn't that weird? And Katza's like, oh, I didn't even know that story about him. And he's like, yeah, my my parents told me when I was younger. He's like, but isn't that so strange that, like, no one ever questioned this? No one thought that was weird. (laughs) Right? Poe asking asking the big questions. But yeah. When they get to the inn, or they get to a inn, Finally, Katza gets mad at a group of men that start to catcall one of the innkeeper's daughters, and all she does is stand up, and all the men stop. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Oh. She, like, shoots up, and they're just like, oh, fuck. And Poe's like, Katza, sit down. Sit down, Katza. And she she's will just not. Like, right? And she's just like, fuck these guys. But yeah. <laughs> Later that night, the innkeeper's daughter come in to chop her hair even more, because she just wants it, like, close to her head. Mm-hmm. And they tell her the story, or they tell her how they don't really need to know because she kind of asks them, like, oh, do you know how to protect yourselves? Like, are you guys trained at all? And they're like, oh, we don't have to because, like, our father and our brother will protect us. Like, obviously, that's what they've been told growing up. And she's just like, oh, no. Like, she just becomes worried about all the little girls in mm-hmm. the world. And it's, like, really me Because not everyone has a grace of killing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of, like, dawns on her that, like, like not every little girl grew up she did, like, feared and, like, untouched. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad. But yeah. Poe knocks on her door and tells her that the men from earlier are going to come up to their room and offer them information about his kidnapped. I put G-Paw because like <laughs> I said at this point I was getting real tired of typing kidnapped grandfather over and over and over again. So kidnapped G-Paw. G-Paw. And he obviously realizes this because he can sense them talking about him because they're on the floor like directly below them. Mm-hmm. So when the men show up they automatically lie to Poe and blame it on some random king hoping that this info will send the duo on a wild goose chase. When Poe reveals to them that they still plan on going to Monsi, the men begin to become a bit angry, saying that King Lek has nothing to do with this. And Poe tells them that he never said that he did. And mm-hmm. he's, they're just going to go see his aunt because she's in mourning. Mm-hmm. And he, they just want to like go like check on her. Yeah. You know, it's purely like a social visit. And the men are just like, mm. and one man speaks up and tells Poe that there's a lot of sickness in town right now, saying that Lek has an animal shelter filled with animals that have scratches and cuts on them. And these two little girls that worked in the shelter just came down with some weird sort of sickness and then died. Mm-hmm. Sus. Sus. Very sus. 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 Poe even asked them, like, oh, do you know what the girls died of? And the guy's like, nah, you know, kids aren't really that strong. They just died. And I'm like, um, okay. So there's a sickness going on, but we don't know the name of it. Sure. Sure, dude. But yeah, after not knowing what the girls died of, the leader of the group insists that they are paid for their info. But when one of them makes a comment about like trying to get frisky with the innkeeper's daughters because they're like, oh, we have plans like doing something else and like totally makes it of what they plan on doing. Katza begins to boil and Poe gets her to calm down. (laughs) I love this moment. One of the men make a stupid mistake and tells Poe that he's the only one that can keep Katza on a leash. And Poe gets pissed and yells at the men and says, ain't no way he's paying you now for insulting his lady. He doesn't use like that exact mm-hmm. language, but that's what I translated it into. <laughs> Which is really funny because Katza, he's like, I honestly thought I was going to hit that man. And Katza's like, I've never like seen you be mad before. Like, I didn't yeah. know you had a temper he's like that. He's never gotten angry. Right? And he's like, apparently I do. Like, even he's but like very surprised. about you. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. After the men leave, Poe tells Katza that it is the weirdest thing that the men knew Lek was totes guilty, but for some reason they fully believed that Lek was innocent. Mm-hmm. Like when the man said that like Lek had nothing to do with it, he full on believed himself, even though yeah. he knew Lek 
was the one that did it. There's some brainwashing going on here. Yeah. <laughs> Poe was like, it's really weird. Does that make sense to you? And Katz is like, so wait, Lek did do it or Lek didn't do it? And Poe's like, no, Lek definitely did it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this guy wants to believe with his whole heart He's that he did convinced himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. They both decide to take the mountain pass in order to get to Lek City, which would force them to go by foot after a certain point. So basically, mm-hmm. you ride the horses up to this inn, you drop off those horses uh, or sell them, whatever. And then you trek up, and when you get to the opposite side, there's another inn that you buy new horses at, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cute. <laughs> that they just, like, hold your horses for you, or, ha, hold your horses. Or <laughs> you just, like, sell them, hike over the mountain, buy new ones, and then keep going. It's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> there's all these little, like, uh, kind of inns. Where, right. Like, they have the horses, but your horse just magically is at every Oh, how funny. That's it's like adorable. you get attached to one, but you can literally get them from each stall. How funny. <laughs> During the days and nights it takes to get to the mountains, Katz is confused and upset about her new feelings for Poe. Or they're not new. I think she's just finally she's like been confused this whole time. Right. But it's kind of like mm. hitting her. Um, it's kind of weird. She's just very like, why am I feeling these things? I don't know. Overwhelming. Yeah. Say. So they both mm. suspect that Lek. So it's basically like a maj podge. These couple nights of her being like these feelings for Poe and them actually like talking to each other, trying to figure out what the hell is still going on. So... They both suspect that Lek can be graced, but they're not sure with what, because also no one questions that he wears an eye patch, yeah. like one of his eyes missing. Like, oh, why would you want that to happen? And his other eye is black or it's just like really it's dark, gray. right? Okay. It's gray. It's a normal color. Yeah. yeah. It's on it. It's weird because it's like a leaned color, but he's not leaned. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But yeah. Mm-hmm. They assume that his Lek has something to do with word of mouth and persuasion, because that seems to be like everyone that hears things of him, just they automatically believe it and they think he's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. So Katza is scared that she won't be able to protect herself from Lek and Pose assures her that he will be the one to protect her because he's like, well, his grace doesn't work on me. My grace will protect me and I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, what? <laughs> Katza is scared. I don't need protection. What are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, this bothers her a bit because she's never had to rely on anybody else for mm-hmm. protection. Um, but it doesn't bother her half as much as the fact that she didn't ask for someone like Poe to come into her life. She didn't ask for this person that she now cares about so deeply and someone like she didn't ask for this person that she would go so far for to protect or someone that she wakes up in the middle of the night scared that he might not be there. Like there's one night she wakes up and she's just like, oh my God, Poe, like where is he? And she like reaches for him and she's like, okay, he's still here. And she's like, wait, why is this happening to me? And she just gets mad that all these feelings come out of nowhere and she's like stuck at having feelings for this stupid boy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I didn't ask for this and now I'm here. And she's pissed off about it. <laughs> she's very pissed off about it. Naturally. She's so pissed off that she runs away for a bit. And when she comes back, Poe can tell that she's upset and later on finds out why. He tells her that he knows that she doesn't want this, but what about, like, his feelings? He's like, does what I care, like, not matter at all? She's like, oh, sorry. Like, of course they do. <laughs> what are your feelings? And he's like, well, I love you. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, my, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> right. I just God. love it so much because she's like, oh, of course, go ahead, talk. And he starts talking. And she's like, you know what? Just kidding. Stop talking. <laughs> But that's too much. Too yeah. <laughs> he tells her that he yeah. loves her and then he knows that this is something that she doesn't want, but he must say it. And Katza is flustered with all these emotions, gets upset, and needs some time alone to think. Mm-hmm. Poe tells her that to go... <laughs> I love this because he's like, go at least 10 minutes away if you want complete privacy. And oh. she makes a mental note. She's like, 10 minutes is like way bigger of like a spectrum than yeah. he thought that uh-huh. he had. And she's like, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> It's so funny. But yeah, Katza comes back to him after running through the ideas of not being able to bring herself to unattach from one man just to attach to another. So in her eyes, 
she just got free of being mm-hmm. under one man's control or being like attached yeah. to one man from randa and she can't see herself automatically just attaching herself to some other man she just wants to be free and knows that like if she marries poe that that can't happen and she knows that even though poe would never want to cage her mm-hmm. she knows that that freedom would always be a gift and it yeah. wouldn't just be hers like purely hers which is like i can i can understand that yeah. but it's like you don't have to marry him right now <laughs> <laughs> right i'm just like uh, you know one day down the line when you guys just yeah whatever mm-hmm. poe tells her that he will give himself to her in whatever way that she wants if not a <laughs> husband then perhaps just a lover and this confuses katza even more and says that she needs time to think because she's like i never thought about that like having a relationship with a man that's not a husband which i thought it was really funny uh the next couple of days are a bit weird but they keep making their way to lex city and they kind of like they go through the motions and they're still like chatting with each other but it's obvious that like something something eh, there's a rift between them yeah during one of these weird days is when Poe makes an observation that Katz's grace is way more than just killing slash fighting. He's like, there's no way it's just killing. But she, like, brushes this off and doesn't even, mm-hmm. like, answer him. She just, like, says it out loud and she's like, yeah, okay, bud. It's like, you're kind of amazing at a lot of things and you haven't killed anyone yet. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Because yes. she's like, well, I kill everyone. And he's like, yeah, but think of all the people you haven't mm-hmm. killed. And she's like, yeah, but I've, I've killed a lot. And he's like, hey, Katza. <laughs> it's like talking to a wall. <laughs> One night after her and Poe have talked about it a bit and gone over certain situations because she's like, well, how would you feel about me always leaving? He's like, I'd be stupid if I try to cage you. She's like, that's not what I asked. Like, how would you truly feel? Mm. And he's like, oh, I feel unhappiness. He's like, but that's something I'm willing to risk. And she's just like, this man is just willing to do all these things for me. And it just, it makes her more flustered. It makes me laugh. So... (laughs) she asks poe to fight her she's like i'm not mad she's like i just need to feel like myself again and our fighting like really brings me back to Mm -hmm. like my core and he's like okay (laughs) sure (laughs) so after a second of fighting she tastes blood and she's like whoa whoa, whoa, stop like i taste blood and he's like well from your mouth and she's like no i think it's from your hand and she like clipped his hand with her boot and so she's like checking it and he's like oh you have blood on your face and he goes like wipe it off of her lip but then stops because he's like oh i probably shouldn't touch her (laughs) right um but they just they kind of freeze in this moment she like notices how close they are and she's just like oh now's my chance that i have to choose and she's like and she already knows her choice and mm-hmm. like she's chosen poe and because obviously she thought that poe looks at her and he's just like, like mom like my lady permission granted <laughs> yeah, <right>? yes <laughs> so obviously like they hug each other mm-hmm. and she cries because she's just like feelings um it's just a little too much for her and like they start sitting there and then like poe's like hey little lady <laughs> and they start kissing and it's okay, adorable poe. because i love and he starts kissing and she's like let me fix your hand he's like later and she's like wait because um they talk about sea bane and sea bane is basically like birth control like if she takes it mm-hmm. that she can't have babies and she's just like poe and he's like there's sea bane like in the medicine bag that raffin gave them which makes good old raffin (laughs) i put things get a little too hot and heavy and i love that sneaky raffin added some sea bane in the medicines as if he knew all along that these two would end up here i love how he He just thought about like i'm just gonna put this one in there just in case (laughs) right it makes me laugh because poe like goes through the bag pretty early on in the journey and then she makes a joke about like oh i wonder like gidden would probably find me to be a really weird wife he's like i wonder if she would know like why i planted some sea bane in the garden and Poe's like well what's sea bane for and she's like oh you know if a woman takes it she can't have kids so like Poe probably then was like oh that's why that's in the medicine mm-hmm. bag like oh <laughs> like I just it's cute I thought he it was cute them. Yeah. right definitely definitely ship them but yeah 
The next couple days are more horseback riding and more flirting and more banter and more discussing what Katz's grace could really be. And one night after spending a whole day of training, so she's basically training her mind to like let Poe in and read what she's thinking and then shut him out. Yeah. Very Akatar, if you will. Privacy. Oh, yeah. Right? I was Uh, like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) But yeah. So in order to like, she just starts talking to him in her mind like the entire time. Mm -hmm. So she's asking him about all of his rings and he's like, all the Leonids wear them. Each ring represents a different member of the family. He has seven brothers and he has a ring for each brother. A lot of Yeah. He has like a ton of rings. And it's so funny because he talks about Ashen his aunt and how she has like or one aunt has like 18 rings because of like every family member that it represents and she's like wouldn't it be like hard to like use your hands and this motherfucker literally goes oh i don't have any problems using my hands and like grabs Katz's hand and kisses it and i'm just like sir how dare you yeah i put makes a sly comment about having no problem about using his hands dot 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 my god right they also discuss like a little bit more trying to put all the pieces together and if it's Oh, and if it's him that's putting all the cuts on the animals, and maybe his aunt was acting weird because she finally figured out what his grace actually is. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. They continue their travels, and Katza comes to the conclusion that her grace might actually be survival. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because she puts it together. Like, she can make a fire everywhere. She's always good at hunting. She can tell herself, sleep for 20 minutes, and she will literally sleep for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's everything she needs just to survive. Like, she never really gets tired unless she's, like hasn't slept for days on end and she just kind of puts it together like what if i told you that like my grace might be survival and he's like actually that'd make a lot of sense and she's mm-hmm. like but it's weird because then like my grace is kind of like life and he's like yeah and she's like but i kill and he's like god damn it Katza. <laughs> it's like here we go again <laughs> and uh. so it's funny so she brushes it off and she's like it can't be survival even though it definitely is survival mm-hmm. my girl Katza also makes it a point to mention Bitter Blue because she's like, wait, doesn't like have like a 10-year-old daughter? And Poe's like, yeah, my cousin. And Poe kind of like stops in his tracks and they both go, oh shit, like if Lek is like doing weird things because mm-hmm. they did mention those two girls that also had cuts on them and they're like, what if he's like coming after Bitter Blue? Which I'm like, right on the nose, kids. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> um, but this causes both of them to move a little bit more quickly because they're just like, okay, now a 10-year-old little girl might be in danger. We need to like <laughs> speed it up a notch. There's a child involved here. <laughs> right. So now things really matter. So Poe and Katza form a plan about how to approach Lek in his kingdom. Poe makes Katza swear that no matter what she will do or no matter what happens, she will always do what he says and warns her that he will have to act strangely to not give away any impression of his true grace. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll have to act kind of stupid because like, I can't let them know that what I know. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> With both of them being anxious, they ride through the night. Or he says, like, hey, Katza, are you asleep? And she's like, no. And she's like, are you asleep? He's like, no, I'm too anxious. And she's like, okay, well, did you just wake me up to talk? He's like, no, I was thinking, like, you don't need to sleep. And if I'm not going to sleep, we might as well just be riding. And she's mm-hmm. like, that makes sense. So they get on the horses and they keep going. You know she's not sleeping. Right. Come she on. never does. They come to a place when the forest stops and the fields begin. And Pokin obviously sense that something is wrong and starts running towards the fields where he sees a woman with gold all over her fingers mm-hmm. running her with her hands outstretched towards Poe. And there's an army behind her of men uh, led by a man in robes with an eye patch that had an arrow aiming for the woman. He shoots the woman in the back and she falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. Poe suddenly starts screaming at Katza to shoot the man with an eye patch. But as soon as he, no- like, as soon as the guy with the eye patch notices, he's like, oh no, my poor wife, what a horrible accident. 
And Katz is just like, oh, I can't shoot this guy. Like, his wife, he's grieving. And Poe's like, come on. And he's, like, like he yelling at her. He just shot her. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And Poe, like, demands that then she gives him the bow. And Katz is like, no, you're not yourself. And he's just like, oh, my God. So he finally gets her, like, okay, fine. Will you do something for me that's, like, not crazy? And she's like, sure. He's like, let's run back in the forest. And you have to cover your ears and promise me you won't listen to anything that they say. And she's like, that sounds really weird, but okay. So they do it. <laughs> And while they're running, he tells her about, like, a hiding place, and so they make it up there, and he kind of, like, has to talk her through uh, Lex Grace because she's, like, under its spell, so she's, like, she's trying to figure it all out, and it's very hazy, and she gets confused and frustrated, and she calls herself stupid, and he's just like, you're not, like, let me help you, and Poe gets her to calm down and explain to her that Lex definitely knows now that his grace doesn't work on Poe. Mm-hmm. And now their new objective is just to find the cousin before Lek does. Because minutes before Ashen, because Ashen's the one that got shot, that's yeah. his aunt, uh, she became so hopeful when she saw Poe that a place where she thought Bitter Blue could be hiding came into her mind. So now Poe has a sense of where to start looking for her. Mm-hmm. Poe's like, oh, she kind of like flashed this like little tree trunk that Bitter Blue might be hiding in. So that's probably a place to start. It doesn't take him very long to find her because uh, Poe can kind of like sense everything. Uh, so Poe tries to get her to come out, but she's a little fearful of men, obviously. <laughs> so then he sends Katza, and with a bit of soothing, she's able to get Bitter Blue out. And a cold, wet girl with gray eyes and dark hair and dark skin, mm. like her mother and Poe, comes out, crawling out to Katza and asking about, like, her mother. And it's really sad because she's yeah. like, where's my mom? And Poe's <laughs> like, she's dead. And she's like, the king killed her, didn't he? And they're both, like, they're both very awestruck mm-hmm. with Bitter Blue because she's very adult she's 10 yeah. but she acts like she's already like 18 she has an old soul yeah um so i casted her mm-hmm. did you no yeah i could not for the life of me because child actors i'm like Wah. it was really <laughs> hard i literally looked up 10 year old actors and i didn't recognize any of them mm-hmm. but there's one that kind of fit what i thought she looked like and she was on a netflix tv show so i watched the first episode and i thought she was adorable <laughs> and i was like i could see her being bitter blue so her name is jordan Rhea james and she is in family reunion which is a show on netflix oh, and she actually yeah. is 10 and she's adorable mm-hmm. and i was just like oh wow and like she's very cute yeah it's a it's a sitcom so obviously it doesn't have the same feel mm-hmm. but i liked her vibes so i was like i could see her being bitter blue like she's got yeah. the look down pat and obviously she's okay with like acting so Yes. Being on the list of actors, I know. So. <laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, like, there's yeah. some child actors that you're just like, oh, and then there's some child actors that you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. this kid will go places. Yeah. And she's definitely one that I'm like, she, she'll do good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but of course, as soon as they find her, Poe senses that their soldiers are all on their tail. So they begin to run and he counts 15 of them surrounding them on all sides. So they put, they literally pick up Bitter Blue, run a couple steps, put her down, throw some leaves mm-hmm. on her to hide her, mm-hmm. and then do their best to kill all the soldiers from a distance and they succeed uh when they retrieve bitter blue she eerily tells them that they must kill her father if they want to be free of him she's like yeah if you ever want this to stop happening you got to kill the king and they both just kind of look at each other like this little girl just told us that we have to kill her father and she has like no issues with it and it's like yeah she's seen some shit yeah pretty sure (laughs) right i'm like this little girl knows things Mm -hmm. like it's sad but yeah, they keep two horses and they make camp while eating dinner. Blitterblue tells them about her father's grace and how he's evil and he likes to cause pain and how her mother kind of figured it out. It was really weird because she said her mother would always get super close, super close to really understanding what his grace was. But when he noticed, he would talk to her and make her forget about it. Mm-hmm. And she would never really, it was able to put things together until he took an interest in Bitterblue. Yeah. And then like Mama Bear kicked in and she was like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. So... 
she continues to tell him about her father kept requesting time with her alone, which I thought was really weird. And her mother refused, and that's why her mother locked them in the room and wouldn't let anybody in. And Lek would, like, come up to the door and start saying things to them, and they would constantly have to look at each other and remind each other, like, do not open that door. Mm -hmm. Like, you're fine. And it was really, really weird. And Lek even, like, sent in a little girl that had, like, cuts and bruises all over her Mm -hmm. to kind of get them, like, still, like, feel sorry for her. And, like, she tried saying things to them, and they were like, don't. It's really, really weird. It's really fucked He's up. He's so, like, slimy. And... Yeah. And it's never really... Well, at least in this one. I know mm-hmm. he, there's a prequel called Fire that is yeah. more explained of his story. But it's never really talked his about... His origin, pretty much, is yeah. Fire. It's never really talked about what his intentions are with the girls or the young ones or the animals it just like he, it's very serial killer up, vibes like, no yeah he's a sadist yeah for sure I don't he just gets like off it. on like hurting the, things yeah right? in bitter blue in the castle he because i've read fire and bitter blue what i remember she's trying to uncover mystery about the castle he had like a torture room she <laughs> finds it she's like oh this is a lot worse than i thought oh no so that's when, after, like, Ashen and Bitterblue were doing so well at keeping themselves from him, that's when he decides to kidnap the grandpa because his mm-hmm. wife loved him so dearly, so he tried to use him as bait. <sighs> it's so gross. But after being told the story, Poe uh, assures her... <laughs> My computer auto-corrected it to ushers her, <laughs> but he ensures her that mm-hmm. his cousin... Uh, ensures his cousin that grandpa is fine Mm -hmm. like he's not tortured he's safe nothing actually happened to him and that her father will be dead tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. before he can do any more damage to anybody else bitter blue questions why poe will be the one to kill lek and not katza and he tells her that her father's grace doesn't affect him and it's kind of funny because bitter blue is like hmm she's very sus about this because she's like a like she was able to not have it affect her but she said it took a lot like mentally Mm -hmm. so she's like how come it doesn't work on you and he's like well you know he like kidnapped my grandfather Mm -hmm. he killed my aunt before my eyes and now he's threatening my cousin so you know Mm -hmm. i'm i'm able to persuade myself and she's like "Uh uh-huh sure bub she knows yeah this 10 year old (laughs) right she's really funny but very smart yeah she's Mm -hmm. great at observing and like figuring things out she seems satisfied with his answer and then oh she tells poe that her father's guards are all graced and she helps him formulate a plan to kill him the plan seems simple enough and why he thought this would work i don't know (laughs) but poe is supposed to ride into the forest find the king shoot an arrow make sure that he's dead and then come right back that's it that's that's his whole plan Mm -hmm. and i'm like "Uh aha He leaves super early in the morning, but not before giving Katza one of his rings. If he does not return, she is to use that ring to get her and the child to his home country. Back to Lenid, so they're Mm -hmm. safe. Hours go by, and Katza desperately waits for him to come back, and she doesn't seem, like, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, and she, like, convinces herself, like, oh. She knows that she should leave, but she's worried that maybe he's injured, and he's trying to make his way back, and maybe she should wait a little longer, or maybe she should go look for him, or maybe she should do this, and she's like, ugh. She's like, all right, well, I guess it's time for us to go because she doesn't think he's coming back and she's not sure what happened. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she decides this, a man, a wounded man on a horse at the top of a cliff and she's just like, oh shit, it's Poe. So she tries to run up there to go get the horse because it's on a very steep cliff Mm -hmm. and the horse is kind of like freaking out and Poe's not listening to her scream his name out loud. So she does it in her head and he kind of like jerks his head up and it scares the horse and the scare, um, the horse slips and they both, Poe falls face first into a, I think it's a lake mm-hmm. and the horse falls on top of him so yeah. it's just like impact like super impact yep. and of course like uh katza jumps in to get him out poe has an arrow through his shoulder and now because of the face plant into the water his head hurts and as well as so they make slow travel for a couple of days 
and Katza isn't really sleeping. She literally ties Bitter Blue and Poe up to the horse so that they can sleep while they're walking. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of like naps here and there. They find a small cabin in the woods. And even though it kills both of them, Poe forces Katza to leave him there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to. The soldiers are like on our asses and we are traveling I'm way too slow. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you have to go. And <laughs> it's so sad because she's just like, no. And he's like, you have to. Like, this is for Bitter Blue now. Like, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about mm-hmm. her. It's about and our she, child because we adopted her. Right. Obviously. She's the she's the future king <laughs> of Monsi. Like, we have to save her. But yeah. He assures her that there is a cave at the bottom of the lake, which goes... Um, so there's a pond by mm-hmm. our lake, whatever, by the cabin and there's like a little tunnel underneath that like when it pops up it leads into this little cave and he tells her about it but they can't just magically be like oh there's a cave there so she has to like go and find mm-hmm. it to make sure that bitter blue thinks that she found it yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> it's really funny because Poe's like oh this looks just like a pond that me and my brother used to explore and there was this hidden cave underneath and Cass is like let me go see it's ridiculous his um power like how he sees things reminded me of Toph right like yeah yeah like mm-hmm. whenever i pictured how he was seeing the world mm-hmm. it's definitely how toff does yeah. with her like echolocation yeah i mean not to spoil what's about to happen but yeah <laughs> oopsies <laughs> so she checks for the cave she found it and they spend the night just to make sure that he has everything and in the morning she finally leaves like she makes him a bunch of arrows she makes him a fish basket so he can catch fish throughout the winter because he can't he can barely move at this point because mm-hmm. he's so disoriented because he he has a concussion so they finally leave him and the two girls figure out that the quickest way to a port to find a ship to take them to lena uh lenid sorry mm-hmm. katza decides that the best way <laughs> to not be caught is to go through the craziest route which is through the mountains during the harshest point of winter mm-hmm. grella's pass is what it's called <laughs> but yeah so they spend the next few days slash weeks track tracking through harsh winter and with every kill they're making like more furred items like she makes fur boots for bitter blue mm-hmm. she makes a jacket she makes snow boots for herself um for herself there's one self sorry <laughs> a mountain lion comes in and attacks katza and kind of like bloodies her up but she wins and she's like it was a gift really because we ate really well that night <laughs> and we got more fur pelts and i was like oh, you only you would think that yeah. being attacked by mountain lion she's is like, a oh, good thing perfect right exactly what we needed exactly. right now <laughs> and it's so sad because she comes back like to their little cave and bitter blue's like oh my god and she's like eh, it's nothing that's ridiculous tis but a scratch <laughs> honestly tis but a flesh wound but at one point she's not even sure that they'll make it and even straps bitter blue to her back mm-hmm. and is constantly talking to the girl to make sure that she stays awake and constantly rubbing her legs to make sure that she can stay warm somehow the two of them make it through uh make it through the pass into sunders so they make it to sunder which is another country uh they make it to sunders forest and really quickly make a fire mm-hmm. so part three the shifting world the two sneak around for a couple of days just to make sure that there's no spread of Lex words here. Um, they come to an inn and that the family is part of the council, like they help council members. Uh, so Katza really wants to go there because, you know, they're part of the council. So obviously they'll help them. No questions asked, mm-hmm. which is like the best part. And they give them fresh food and boys clothing so that they can disguise themselves. And they make their way to the docks in search of a leaned ship, but not just any leaned ship, mm-hmm. a ship that has not yet been to Monsi, so they can't be tainted by his words. Uh, they come across a ship that they think is what they've been looking for. They run into a bit of trouble with a crewmate the name of Jem. 
uh he thinks it's odd that these sunder boys have leaned money and he's mm-hmm. like so you're thieves like <laughs> and they're like no like like we got this leaned money like fair and square like trust me and he's like Heh. and katza's like well take me to your captain so they can decide and Jem agrees but warns katza that his captain won't believe them even when they tell her that they got this gold honestly and i love it because katza's like wait her like your captain's a female and he's like yeah and Jem also drops that his captain is graced. And so Katza kind of freaks out because she's like, oh, like, what is the captain graced with? Like, if she's done, like, mind reading mm-hmm. or whatever. And Jem mentions that, like, her grace is the reason that, like, they're leaving tonight. And Katza puts together that she has the power or the grace to know, like, when weather, like, what weather is mm-hmm. happening. Which I'm like, see, captain, it's brilliant. <laughs> right? And when You're they, in the right uh, occupation, ma'am. Honestly. <laughs> So when they arrive in the captain's quarters, Katza's surprised to see a gray-haired woman leaning over some maps, and when she looks at Katza, Katza notices that one of her eyes is gray, and one of her eyes is as strikingly blue as her own. So she has a gray eye and mm-hmm. a blue eye. So I wanted to cast Captain Fawn. Uh, Bridget did not, but it's totally cool. I wanted to cast her because mm-hmm. immediately I thought of Captain Amelia from uh, Treasure Planet. No, me too, yeah. Right? I like, oh, I loved her so As you're much. describing her, I'm like, wait. Right? Like, just the Voiced way by she Emma talks. Right? The way she talks, the way she holds herself. I was like, oh my god, Treasure Planet. So, I chose, I've been practicing how to say her name, um, Puran Jagannathan. Mm-hmm. So, she's Sounds the- good to me. Right? <laughs> she's the mom from Never Have I Ever. Oh. Yeah. I love her. I think she's an amazing actress. And I definitely think she's very, like, strong in her Mm -hmm. acting. Like, she, I don't know how many times, like, some of her scenes made me bawl like a fucking baby when I was watching that show. So I think she's amazing. Uh, So I definitely think that she could easily be Captain Fawn, and I would absolutely love it. Perfection. Right? But yeah. They begin to question them. Uh, So the crew and the captain begin to question them on how they got the gold. And when Katza mentions that she got it from the Prince Poe, the crew begins to laugh. And they're like, okay, sure. Like, because Poe just handed money to these two, like, sunder boys. And she's like, you know damn well we're not boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she pulls out Poe's ring. And she's like, yeah, she, like, he even gave me this ring, like, to say that you guys would help me. And everyone freaks the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And Katza has no idea why. Because unfortunately for her... Poe never fully explained what this ring means to him and his people, and she finds out the hard way that it's his personal ring, like it's the ring that represents himself, Mm -hmm. and a prince would never give this one up willingly because it means that he abdicates his throne and is no longer prince. Like, literally all of his possessions now belong to Katza. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) So Katza slowly convinces them that she had no idea that that's what this ring meant. She would have never taken it if she knew it. And if she fully understood that she would never have taken it from him to begin with. And her sincerity in this moment in Bitter Blue even kind of chimes in. She's like, Katza, he gave it to you before we left him. Remember? Like, he gave it to you when he thought there's a chance that he, like, could not come back. Mm -hmm. And she's like obviously he didn't tell you because if you knew you wouldn't take it and Katz was like well that's that's true like if you would have told me the truth i wouldn't have taken it and her sincerity in this moment persuades the captain to believe them and accepts them as, as passengers to Lenid. Mm-hmm. i think it's so cute also now that she has the ring and technically she like has all of poe's possessions the captain and the crew insist on calling her lady princess no. and she fucking hates it like, do not call me a right princess. she's like i'm not a princess she's like as long as you have that ring you're a princess of lenid so you're guess what lady princess to po, right, this <laughs> right? well that's when rereading it i thought i was like oh does are they like freaking out because like or calling her princess because like that ring means that like Mm-hmm. they're married right and then when they explain it i was like oh no that's that's kind of worse mm-hmm. but 
Um, the next few weeks are a bit of a very cute pirate montage of Katza running around the rigging and the ship and really falling in love with just being at sea and like climbing to the very top and she's being adorable. And Bitter Blue really is coming out of her shell and begins to trust men again a bit. Bitter Blue even convinces Katza to start teaching her how to use her knife just in case she needs it. And it's super adorable because she gets a whole bunch of like pirate dads that are like, yeah, stab him in the neck. <laughs> so cute. Do this. <laughs> it's so freaking cute. <laughs> and like they every, every day, like a little bit more of them come to watch Katza try to teach Bitter Blue. Mm-hmm. And I think it's adorable. Stick him with a pointy end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so cute. They make it to Leonid, close to where Poe's castle is, and Captain Fawn tells them how to like get to a steep climb and when they re- to reach the castle doors. And when they do, they're greeted by an older man that seems like he's been waiting for them to show up. And he greets her quickly and says that his master has been waiting for her to visit. And Katza's like heart begins to skip, thinking that he must mean Poe. And she like tries to put it together like, yeah, sure, I guess that like he could have made it here before we did. And she tries to answer or she tries to ask the old man questions like, when did he get here? How did he get here? Is he okay? And the guy just kind of like brushes her off saying like, oh, the master's waiting. Like, we must go. And she's like, okay. And when they enter the chamber, she notices a whole table full of people that she quickly realizes is Poe's family. And at the head of the table is King Lek. Mm -hmm. So King Lek is said to have light hair and one gray eye and one eye that is missing and so we are about to cast king lek it's like you should know it was him because this guy's acting weird and when people act weird usually lek is nearby but i think just Mm -hmm. the fact of like being in leanid being in Poe's castle and then being like my master's here she was like wait what who'd you cast my king lek is norman reedus from the walking dead that's perfect. <laughs> I know. And he has a unique voice, right. too. It's, like, very gravelly. So, imagining him kind of controlling people with right. his voice. The guy like, yes. uh, that they chose for the audiobook is, like, kind of scary. Ooh. Yeah. He was, like, ooh. Like, I he want would to hear talk their voices. And I'd be like, you have to play it for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I chose Aiden Gillian, who plays Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Ooh. Because who's more sussy than that man? Like he, Perfection. right? He's already good at playing a sus motherfucker. So I was like, and he literally—that's his job in Game of Thrones. Like Littlefinger, you know, he's just kind of right. He has his toes and everything. Yeah. He has weird feelings towards women sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, he's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, Katza quickly notices that he has control over the entire family. Oh, I'm kind of. She notices that things are weird, but she's all of a sudden like taken over his power too. Mm-hmm. And she's lost in her thoughts under his spell and she can't really make sense of it. Like she keeps kind of like debating with herself. Like she knows something is wrong, but she can't really put her tongue on what is wrong. And Bitter Blue is like, he's lying, he's lying, like trying to get to her, but there's like a fog. Like she can't mm-hmm. really hear what Bitter Blue is saying. But when approached because king lex like oh my daughter isn't feeling well like please go get her like go get your your niece talking to poe's mom poe's mom gets up and tries like oh the the child's like the child's sick like give her to me Mm. katza still has the instinct to be like no Mm -hmm. and like kind of puts herself this is my daughter excuse (laughs) katza kind of puts herself between like no 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 one's touching the child and king's like like oh i'm so happy that you like taking good care of her but you can give her back to me Mm. and katza's like you're not getting her until she feels better like if she's not feeling better she will stay with me Mm -hmm. and king lex just like okay fine but like notices that he still kind of has hold of her and for like in the fog poe's mom kind of tries to ask like where's my son is he okay and this triggers something in katza like she's like wait poe's mom poe like it snaps her out of it yeah Mm -hmm. well kind of it's like little things are firing in her brain like this kind of makes sense i know who you are but at the same time she's like still fighting 
likes power and on the topic of poe like starts to villain monologue about how mm. poe has been deceiving them all and he's like about to reveal the secret of his true grace and katza notices that poe's mom like goes on alert as if something bad is about mm-hmm. to happen and is triggered it triggers something in katza and she realizes for whatever is about to be said should not be heard by this group of people and snaps out of it very quickly and just like without hesitation throws a knife and she hits Lek directly in his open mouth pinning him to the chair that he sits at yeah this is so weird to me because i was like this big bad dude literally takes two seconds to kill mm-hmm. and i was like oh damn okay but yeah i this, thought it was and it's also very cute that like at the thought of poe mm-hmm. like being threatened she was like oh fuck no just revealing his deepest darkest secret yeah she's, she's like absolutely not <laughs> it's cool because like her grace was still helping her because it's survival so she's trying to get out of it i never even thought about yeah. that oh my god like that's, that's so her true. fighting the fog like she's kind of not completely under right his spell like something is always she's like this is kind of weird but i'm going along with it so yeah. it's like her grace was trying but to her help body her. the entire time is like trying to fight it because yeah. it's like survival like something's going wrong yeah that's, that's cool genius mm. i love that so Lek is dead and the fog kind of lifts. It's kind of weird because I thought it would be like, snap, everyone mm-hmm. forgets everything. But they're still kind of hazy and the power still kind of lingers. So after some conversation, because since she king, since she killed King Lek, everyone kind of like looks at her like, oh, you did a bad thing. And Bitter Blue like literally stands in front of her and is just like, no one will touch her. She mm-hmm. did right. And everyone's like, but princess, like, she killed your dad. And she's like, I am the queen. And she did right. And I was he like, deserved it. Right. And everyone's kind of like, okay, okay. Like, I'm, that makes sense, I guess. And they try to, they have conversations to try to clear everyone's mind mm-hmm. and get like a grasp on the situation. And Poe's family starts to piece everything together. And they realize that Bitter Blue is now queen. And they're just kind of like, oh, that makes sense because King Roar's like, that bitch tried to say that my castle was his castle and that bitch tried to say that like yeah he's kind of like piecing it together like how corruptive manipulative lek was and he's just kind of like what the fuck <laughs> so they kind of all put it together that lek was a maniac and afterwards they're like where's poe so king roar and his son sky who's one of poe's older brothers end up going with katza and bitter blue which i think is so cute because bitter blue's like the fuck i'm not going with you mm-hmm. and katza's like we're a queen now and she's like i'm not gonna sit in a room and worry about you and poe she's like i'm definitely going with you like that is my husband <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> bitter blue oh i'm sorry that is my father <laughs> yeah bitter blue's like i'm not gonna sit in a room and worry about you too like i'm going with you Excuse. so they get back on a boat and go back to the mountains uh, of monsi to find poe and after a lot of yelling between the king <laughs> and Katza, it's so funny, they finally agree begrudgingly that Katza, Sky, and Bitterblue will travel with two guards to retrieve Poe. Because mm-hmm. Katza's like, I don't need guards. I'll do it myself. And he's like, you're traveling with a queen and my son. You will not. And she's like, I don't need anybody. Like, it's hilarious. And I was just like, okay. I'll go quicker by myself. Right. And he's like, so you're just going to leave everyone behind? You're going to leave the queen of Monsi behind? You're going to leave my son behind? And she's like, that's not what I meant. And he's like, you're going with guards. So they finally, they, she begrudgingly takes the guards. They make safe travel up the hill. And they make it to the cabin with only one mishap of someone seeing Sky and thinking it was Poe and almost killing him. But Katza saves him, obviously. And they find Poe near the cabin and Katza can definitely tell that something is wrong. And I kind of skipped through a lot of this part because it's kind of repetitive. It's kind of a lot of like, poe feeling Mm self-pity and poe being like "Mm," but won't tell anybody what is actually wrong and he's like 
like Katza goes to touch him and he pulls away and he like won't look Katza mm-hmm. in the eye and she's like who the fuck is this and where did my Poe go so after a few days she finally pieces it together that Poe is now blind and somehow he's being uh he's being able to see everything around him with the power of his grace mm-hmm. and she kind of once again pieces it all together stands up runs outside and like they have a moment and Poe breaks down and cries and tells her that he never wants to return home to his kingdom if he can't ever see its beauty again. No. And that he's going to stay in this cabin and live here forever. And if she's okay <laughs> with that, then she is more welcome to stay with him. Now, not only are they hiding his grace, but they're also hiding his blindness, uh, which Bitter Blue is smart enough to know that something is up, but she trusts him so much that she doesn't even question it. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally sit there and have conversations, and Poe's like, you know, Bitter Blue knows, like, something's wrong. She just doesn't know exactly what's mm-hmm. wrong. And Cats is like, oh, God, <laughs> we gotta, like, keep that from her. So the group decides to wait out the winter up in the cabin with Poe and wait for spring to come for Bitter Blue to make her true entrance as Queen of Monsey. Mm-hmm. As the weeks pass, because so King Roar is like in Monsey trying to make everyone be like, yes, King Luck was a bad guy. And mm-hmm. yes, he died, but it's okay. And Bitter Blue is now your queen. <laughs> it's going to be okay that she doesn't really care about her dad. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to fix everything while they're up in the cabin having family time. <laughs> but as the weeks pass, Poe finally decides to just let his grace wash, wash over him and kind of soak it all in instead of trying to fight it constantly because it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, so at this point, he basically says that his grace allows him to sense everything around him and it can be a bit overwhelming and makes him really dizzy. And he keeps trying to just focus on like on the ground beneath him so he can walk in a straight line. And he says, finally, one day he just gives up and lets everything kind of wash over him. And in doing so, everything kind of comes together and forms one big picture. Mm -hmm. So he's able to see everything again and not have to like pinpoint everything Mm -hmm. and concentrate and so he starts to feel more like himself and he even finally puts his ring back on after Katza gave it to him like a couple days ago like she's like take this back because I don't fucking want it (laughs) and he's just like it's yours and she's like no fucker but he doesn't put it back on like she notices for a couple of days that he hasn't put it back on because he's in self-pity mode and then she notices that he put it back on and he's finally starting to feel himself and it's really cute because they kind of have um like a training camp going on because Sky's like, I really want to see you fight. <laughs> and she's like, fight your brother first. And when we can defeat him, then he can fight me. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. <laughs> so they kind of have a training session. And um, she also is teaching Bitter Blue how to use a sword. So you like get a little better with that and also like how to defend herself. And they kind of like have that little going for a couple of weeks as well because they're once again just waiting out the worst part of the winter. Uh, Poe and Katza discuss how... He's going to have to learn how to trick people into believing that he's actually looking into their eyes and they practice a little bit and make cute, adorable comments to each other. <laughs> because So that's when he tells her, like, bitter blue nose. And so he's like, I'm going to, like, practice, like, looking into your eyes. Can you just, like, tell me how this works? And he does it. And she's just like, oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, like, gone somewhere. And she thinks to herself, like, I wonder how long they'll be gone. Like, oh I God. wonder, like, how much alone time. And he's just like, good God, Wildcat. <laughs> he's like, okay, that worked more than I thought it would. And she just, like, starts laughing, and it's super fucking adorable. And it's so funny, because he's like, so will you, like, help me practice this? He's like, but can I trust that you're not going to, like, throw me down and take my clothes off? And she's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) But yeah, um, so they decide that they're going to have to work on this so he can, like, deceive people that he's not blind anymore. Because if he's blind, how the fuck is he walking around? And to Mm -hmm. do that, he'd have to expose his true grace, which the lies are just piling up at this point. So... Once spring finally comes, Bitter Blue leaves to return to her kingdom for her coronation. Sky is the next one to leave to help his father with the preparations. And then finally, Poe and Katza make their way back down the mountain to Monsi, 
While getting ready in Bitter Blue's castle, in Bitter Blue's castle, mm-hmm. Katz is reunited with her cousin and everyone from her home back in the Midlands. It's so cute because she's like fussing over her dress and Poe just starts laughing. She's like, what do you think is so funny, huh? <laughs> and he's just like laughing and like shaking his head and she hears a knock at the door. When she opens it, it's Raffin and mm-hmm. she like has a breakdown and she's like, my cousin. And he's like, why didn't you fucking say anything? <laughs> like, no. what's, um, how does Ron Weasley's mom yell at him? And she's like, no note. No. <laughs> like, Caga, no note. You could have died. <laughs> yeah, like that just reminded me of that. Yeah. Because he's just like, we didn't hear from you for weeks. And she's like, but you have to know why. Like, I didn't want to get mm-hmm. you guys involved. I wanted you to be safe. And he's like, a letter could have been nice. Like, it's really funny. <sighs> After the coronation, when asked like what she plans to do, she simply says that she's going back up to the mountains with Poe. So that's like kind of how it ends. But then mm-hmm. there's an epilogue, which is funny because I thought that, like that whole part is mm-hmm. an epilogue in itself. Know, and then there's yeah. an epilogue on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a cute short epilogue that shows the two of them still at the cabin swimming through the tunnel. And they reach a small cave and Poe leads Katza to a small beach where the two of them have more sexy time. And then they talk about their plans for the future. And Katza has decided that she's going to go around teaching girls how to fight. And Bitterblue has begged her to start in Monsi, So that's where she's headed first. But then she must return home to face another king. Um, because even though Poe's like, we already talked to Randa. She's like, no, I want to be able to come home like to her people. Mm-hmm. Not Randa, but like her cousin and Helda. She's like, I want to be able to see them without having to fear him and she's like i need him to like realize that i'm not your dog but i'm also like not someone that you have to fear mm-hmm. and plus i think it's really cute because she makes it a point to be like i also want helda to come to monsi because i need her to be there for bitter blue yeah i think it's so cute but she took care of me now she needs to take care of her yeah she needs a mother figure and exactly. that's what helda is yeah mm-hmm. it's so cute for poe he's finally decided to return home where he must tell his mother about his new condition and the two promise to wait for each other until they see each other again mm-hmm. He's like, so I'll probably see you, like, around this time. It's, like, in fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. Like, that's when we'll see each other. And that's kind of, like, how it ends with them just, like, <laughs> hugging each other in the sand, being like, the future's bright. <laughs> and then the end. <laughs> Jesus. Good so, old yeah. Graceling. That's it for yeah. the book. I like how Poe went, like, full daredevil, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> when he gets his powers, he's, like, overwhelmed by everything. So right? it's kind of the same thing. What's the ending questions? Uh, TV or movie? Mm, movie, I'd say. Right? Yeah. Which is really funny because I was thinking about it when I was rereading this, doing the summary. I'm so surprised that, like, BBC hasn't picked this up mm-hmm. and done something with it because it gives me such Merlin vibes. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like, I was like, the kind of how it's kind of campy, but also has, like, oh, some man. adult themes. I think I watched Merlin when I read this. Right? Oh. I was like, it gave me such Merlin vibes that I'm like, I'm so surprised that BBC has, like, I don't know if they know about this or I'm so surprised they like haven't picked it up and done something whether like a a mini series or like a movie. I, I think it's totally at like BBC's alley. Mm-hmm. Um favorite character. I mean Poe. Po. <laughs> Obviously. If not Poe then Raffin cuz oh, he made every right? scene better but Poe. If not Poe, then I'd say Bitter Blue. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, this girl's a badass. <laughs> yeah. This little girl. She's only 10 years old. My God. Right? But it's kind of sad to think about that she's only a badass because all the trauma. Yeah. But yeah. She's just... She didn't go through all that. She'd be just right. a normal girl, but no. Normally, I ask who your least favorite character is, but we both know it's King Lack. Seer. Yeah. Or Giddin. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. One day you'll want kids. Fuck off, Giddin. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> right. If, uh, if a man tried to tell me those words, I'd be like, 
Mm-hmm. You're funny. Uh, this book was definitely ahead of its time with the whole right. feminism and yeah. Right. I was Ugh. just like, this came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so crazy to me, which I think is why it has resurgences mm-hmm. all the time because the things in there still, still sadly, applicable. Yeah. yeah, applicable to today. Your favorite part? Uh, I think the part when she stood up to King Randa. Randa, yeah. She was like, "I y'all cannot take me," and then just right, you know. Uh, or when like she throws the knife at, the, at Lek. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, I know." Give me chills. Right. The mm-hmm. Randa scene is definitely like the badass, like the most badass move that yeah. she does, because mm-hmm. it's just like you're not gonna come after me. I could kill you in a split second. And he's just like, you're right. Like, I'm this wrong. This is hilarious yeah. that you think you have anything on me. You just have a fucking crown on your head. And right. Like, that's it. And it's just like, ooh, I love it yeah. so much. Your worst, worst oh. favorite, least favorite part. What was your favorite scene? Oh, I'm probably sorry. King with Randa. Okay. Yeah. Either that or like um, any moment that like is like Poe being Poe and like mm-hmm. spoon feeding her his emotions and her just being like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's no, so cute. Uh, my least favorite is probably when she finds Poe again and he's just depressed, you know, right? going through a bit. That whole that, that whole part I did not like. It mm-hmm. was very hard to listen to because I was just like, I don't like this. And I know there's only like 30 minutes left of this book. So mm-hmm. uh, can we just get to the happy ending, please? Yeah. <laughs> but I also kind of like that she did it and mm-hmm. also didn't leave it as like, and they lived happily ever after. Not super. It's a little bittersweet. I right, say. bitter blue. I was just gonna say <laughs> like, bitter blue. <laughs> ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Favorite part, favorite character. I think that's it for the closing questions. Yeah. Right? Should we sort yeah. these babies? Yes. Katza, Gryffindor. I was gonna say they're <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> with. She's just to a T. Epitome of Gryffindor, yes. just like quick to anger, not observant of like. Anything, her emotions or other people's right. emotions everything is black and white like poe is a liar yeah there like, is oh no yeah gray. you lie you, you yeah. piss off a gryffindor and they hold a grudge right against you You're right she's <laughs> oh my god it makes me laugh how much of a gryffindor she mm-hmm. is it's like po. cats a no cats a yes like, right she's like mm-hmm. cats that don't give a fucking shit 100 percent. poe poe i think poe's a hufflepuff yeah yeah you know. <laughs> loyalty hufflepuff with like Gryffindor tendencies, but Hufflepuff. Right. I think ultimately he's a Hufflepuff because mm-hmm. only a Hufflepuff would be like, even if I knew you tried to kill me, I wouldn't run away. Oh, like, stop that's, it. That's such a fucking Hufflepuff move. Oh, sweet, sweet baby Poe. Right. Mm-hmm. Bitter blue. Ravenclaw. Right. Definitely. I mean, there's she, no way. Blue's in her name. The what knowledge else is she of this. To be? The knowledge of this girl right. just runs circles around everybody. And the fact that she is like all knowing, but just lets everyone believe that she's still yeah. like doesn't have anything. Like mm-hmm. she knows something is definitely up with Poe. I think from the moment that they first mm-hmm. meet each other, she's like, mm, "Your grace is not what you think it is," or like you're telling me there's something you're not telling me. Yeah. And Imagine if she had a grace though. This bitch would be all powerful. Yeah. Right. Too Oof. powerful. <laughs> right. Uh, she almost has one already, and she's not even right. Not even graced, really. Um, I was gonna say we don't. I mean, get in. Where do you think? Uh, Durmstrang. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any place else. It's like I want a housewife. Just, <laughs> very, very Victor Crumb. I Honestly, guess, yeah. And see, the other ones are kind of hard. Like King Randa, squib. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's not graced. He's so straight up a squib. Squib. Uh-huh. Raffin. Raffin's easy. I think. Uh, I would, Ravenclaw? I was just going to yeah. say, I would honestly put him in Ravenclaw because he's, he's kind of... like Luna Lovegood, just like yeah. a chaos. It's like, you know, you're a prince and he's like, but I can turn your hair blue. Mm-hmm. Or like, it's... I totally forgot to mention it, but 
when they were reunited, Ban tells Katza about how um, Raffin made a thing that stopped stomach aches but made your feet itch and mm-hmm. then turned around and found something that would stop the feet itching but then would cause a stomach ache. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of the Weasley twins. Right. But in, bit, in one but... body. <laughs> but a little bit smarter. Than <laughs> right. Like the Weasley twins, when instead of jokes, it's science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Raffin definitely. I'm um, pleased with that sorting. <laughs> right. Oh, there's something that I find so cute, but I don't want to spoil the other books about Raffin. Do you remember? Uh, him and Ban. Yeah, yeah, him and Ban are in a relationship. I think it's so Which cute. is why they busted up laughing. When Katz is like, <laughs> are, are you, you in, love, in love, with love with me? And they both are just like, he, he, he <laughs> is not attracted to you at right? all. Right. And Ban's like, baby, I'm right here. <laughs> Bitch. Which I thought it was, like, <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Oh. Um, Ol, I think he's He's probably a Ravenclaw. Ooh. I would say. Right? Spymaster? Yeah. Probably. Or Slytherin, maybe? Mm, I was thinking Durmstrang. Oh. But that's also just because I see him as John Cena. So, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Which makes no sense. It's just when I play you the voice, you're going to understand. It's going to be really funny. (laughs) But anyways. um, Helda? I'd say Helda's a... Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. She's like, I'm your mom now. Which is Hufflepuff energy. Uh, and or she's Mrs. Weasley, but oh, <laughs> definitely King Luck. Mm, I, I, <laughs> it's hard not to say something. No, but it's okay. He's very Voldemorty, right? So his grace is literally like the epitome of well, self-preservation, which is a huge thing for them, yeah. and like holding himself above mm-hmm. everyone else. That's literally his grace. Mm-hmm. That's literally his like personality yeah it's, like, it's hard not to put him in slytherin i'm terribly sorry we do love you guys it's just you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> they they love it they love that they got the baddies <laughs> and then captain fawn i think gryffindor yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah so that's it we've casted and sorted um what you're reading oh i haven't read anything new mm-hmm. since i stopped i literally uh finished this like yesterday oh yeah <laughs> and then i did that <laughs> so i haven't read anything new but i think out. our next book is going to be lost in yeah. the neverwoods because mm-hmm. it's going to be our october book i wanted something kind of spoopy so mm-hmm. we're doing that and i'm it's so mystery. excited mm-hmm. yeah, mystery spoopy peter pan right up bridget's alley yes ma'am. so yeah <laughs> i love um, peter pan. and then we've got a few interesting episodes coming up which i'm super excited about we've got a twilight thing brewing like i said last week um and then i've decided that we're gonna do a leica episode mm-hmm. which i'm very excited about if you guys don't know what that is it's a company that makes the stop motion movies that i you i know you guys have heard of like they did Coraline, they did paranorman they did box trolls what's the other one there's one uh, more. Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo and the Two Strings. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, they're that company that does like the beautiful stop motion animation. And we're going to do like a fun little episode with Coraline and Paranorman. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in October. And Coraline is technically a book. Paranorman is not. But you'll see. We'll get there. If we live action Paranorman. Yeah. So we're going to cast them as if they've been live actioned, talk about the mm-hmm. movies a little bit, and then sort the characters. Yeah. And I've read Coraline, so I can yeah. help out a little bit with so, the yeah. comparison. We've got like some fun episodes and Twilight is obviously going to be like a whole yeah. thing in itself because those books meant a lot. Like they affected us and like <laughs> yes. meant a lot to us growing up. So a phenomenon like pretty much. Our October outlook, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah. Spoopy. Yeah. Um, are you watching anything? Um. Well, I was rewatching The Witcher. Mm. So 
Yeah. They just, they keep releasing little snippets for yeah. next season. I'm very I excited. Like I'm very excited mm. for that. I'm very excited for the snippets of Stranger Things that they've been dropping too. Yeah. I'm just like, Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm watching, well, not watching, uh, Sex Education Season 3. Ooh, just nice. came out. I'm trying to pace myself because usually I just kind of binge through those because right. I love them so much. I haven't started, but I've been told to watch that <sighs> show by many people. It's such a good show. Yeah. Such I've been told I'll, I'll like it and then I should watch it. So eventually. Mm-hmm. You'll get a lot of characters from that. I think I've casted right. almost every one of them. Well, I mean, education. we've pretty much used up uh-huh. Never Have I Ever. So yeah. <laughs> we got to find new Netflix shows. Uh, mm, yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye-bye. Bye.